0: Cool. Okay, so we want to clap.
1: Okay, let's clap. Okay, yeah.
0: so are we doing it on three or like the beat after three? Like one, two, three, clap. Or one, two, three? One, two, three
2: clap. Sounds good. Okay, A one, two, one, four, good. four times.
0: <laughs> four, four time. Okay, ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Which one do we choose? Only me. Right, okay, <laughs> let's try. <laughs> We're just gonna leave all this. One, two, three. Oh God, it's really delayed.
2: Oh, yeah. I completely, like, froze. froze (laughs)
0: Yeah, you did. Uh, my computer sucks. Okay, I'm gonna do this.
1: For inspiration.
0: Hello, and welcome to Roll for Inspiration. I'm your host, Jake, and my guests for this episode are criminals two of hell's very own scoundrels, a duo of goblins, a couple of gremlins. And two of my good friends, Chase Noseworthy and Ben Northgraves. Chase Noseworthy is an accomplished singer-songwriter, a game master, and tormentor of my soul during the one-shot portion of this episode. And Ben Northgraves, a.k.a. Hana Music, is a multifaceted musician who's able to compose wonderful works of orchestral music and also drop some of the smoothest lo-fi beats you've ever heard. And he's also the bane of my existence during the one-shot portion of this episode. To all the GMs out there that have wild cards for players, I now know your pain. Uh, but this is still a great episode, probably because of how much these guys make me sweat as a GM. Uh, make sure to check out the show notes for all their links, and let's jump into the session. And then, ah, okay. Hey, there you are. Cool. There you are. Alright, we're probably in the ballpark. It'll make for a great intro. So anyways, yeah, like I said, I already did like the, your like intro saying like stuff you guys got online and all that other stuff. But before we start, um, I start every podcast letting the people at home and letting my guests know why I kind of revamped the podcast because you were my uh, my uh, test or crash test dummies on my first <laughs> version of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I got to bring back the homies for this one, but I've, it's revamped, it's not the same thing, and so I, I like to tell them um, why, why am I doing this? Um, so first off, I haven't told you guys this yet, but like, I got a new job, um, so uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy, but nobody there likes, nobody there's nerdy, really, because um, what happened was I joined, okay, this, uh, I joined this pirate crew, and the pirate crew is just too consumed with making our captain the King of the Pirates. So I'm like stuck with like, hey doctor, do you want to talk about TTRPGs? And he's like, no, I gotta go heal Luffy. And I'm like, man, Luffy's always hogging all my friends. So I was like, let me just start a podcast where I can just talk to everybody about character creation and TTRPGs. And so that's why we're here on the podcast. You guys I, thought, I I thought, thought I had a new job for a moment. <laughs> I
2: did I too. Like, <laughs>
1: did you, it's my new favorite tell thing us now.
2: About this major life change. <laughs>
1: It's my new favorite thing <laughs> now. Like, what kind of, it's what my, job
2: is this? Is this in the same vein
3: that you were doing before? Yeah, it's my how favorite do thing so far. Uh, yeah, it, it started off like... like, a, uh, yeah, uh, like a metaphor or? yeah metaphor? No. 25. You're like, oh, just, what kind <laughs> of weird <laughs> metaphor?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was just my, my way of having fun, of like having some kind of funny thing to start the podcast with. But my thing is that like, the people that know me are like, wait, what? You? Why haven't you talked about changing jobs? So that's been the yeah. funniest part for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think when we had the other uh, podcast, I kind of asked, like, what was, like, your first, like, you know, interaction with, like, D&D and and stuff like that? Um, And probably touched on it, but, like, maybe for the folks that are listening for the first time, it's not what was, like, the first game you had. I'm kind of more curious in what was the spark or what was that moment, whether it was... For me, I was watching D&D via Critical Role. Um, But, like was there that moment where that thing happened and you're like this is my jam this is the thing I want to do I want to have fun telling stories this dice thing it's pretty odd like what was that spark that thing that you're like okay yeah I'm, I'm hooked I'm in
3: you want to go first let's or <laughs> should we should roll for it
2: roll Z's roll <laughs> Rollies? yeah. let's do rolling okay, rolls. I have to do digital dice because I don't have oh. physical dice I, I rolled a right, 12 we... roll D20 I roll a D 100.
3: I rolled a, I rolled I a three. Think? Okay. Uh, does that mean I go first then? I, I think I that means you choose. <laughs> yeah. You choose. I'll go first, sure. Um, yeah, so, I think on the last time we did this, I talked a little bit about how, uh, I got into D&D because my friend wanted to play, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And so we played a game, and he showed me the intro clips to Critical Role, where they had these little character, um, introductions i think and that's why i do the introduction piece or two on my youtube but i saw those i was like oh this is cool maybe i'll watch this a bit and so i started watching it and then i was like not really sure how all the rules worked and just watching them play you kind of start picking up things and for me that's kind of where it all started for me because i didn't have people to play with because that other game just fell apart as DD does Especially when you're not really knowing what you're getting into or doing. (laughs) So, um, But what happened is I was like, I don't really understand the rules. So I started just kind of like looking at the rules for different classes and stuff. Eventually I made um, what I consider my first built character. Besides just throwing things together. Which was a fighter and wizard. Because I didn't understand how uh, a class could have... Spells and how that worked in multi classes. I was trying to figure that out, so that's why I built that character. Fun fact: his name was Io, uh, which, <laughs> like your character, call so. back to yeah, uh, call back to our, our first game we, we had. Yeah.
1: You
3: um, but yeah, after that, it was just like, oh, this is really cool. What what can you do with that? And then from there, it's just my thought process was, well, hey, that fighter wizard. Can cast fireball twice in the turn because of action surge. That's really unique and cool. I remember thinking that specifically when I found that out. And I was like, "This is stupid." Um, so I think for me that was kind of like the first like hook. And like, I like this idea of making really unique characters. That you know, this character can do this one thing that nobody else can do. That was always my like big draw towards character creation. Um, after that, on top of just like the amazing stories from Critical Role as well. That i think hooked us all initially and just seeing how you could intertwine that i think now for me i don't know if i'm going too far into this question but no go for it. <laughs> it's like a balance of can i make a cool character and then can i build that into this really cool narrative from the devices i can use in game um, and like, the roles that we make and how can i tell that story using those rules
0: very cool yeah i dig it how about you chase
2: Yeah, so I think the three of us have a pretty similar, I think, hat of, like, discovering Critical Role and then from there getting into D&D, which I think is a very common thing nowadays because D&D, or sorry, Critical Role has kind of exploded into kind of having, like, a monopoly on the actual play uh, space online and uh, kind of, like, brought D&D to the mainstream. It wasn't Stranger Things, despite what people in the um. But um. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I think I was a junior in high school, and my brother Caleb had started watching Critical Role, and I thought he was a massive nerd for it. <laughs> um, also, we grew up in like a conservative Christian family that was like my parents were so very much affected by the Satanic Panic of the 80s. That was the 80s, right? I'm a child. Yeah, I think so. Least, yeah. Least, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think... yeah. So my parents were so affected from that. So as a Christian family, D and D as a hobby wasn't something we were like necessarily allowed to have. Um, but like Caleb and I, I, I didn't care that Caleb, Caleb was into it that way. I just thought he was a nerd. Um, but then he like showed me some clips. He was trying to get me into it, and finally he. Like, we were driving into my brother's house and he asked if he could play the episode he was on uh, of Critical Role. And I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? And it happened to be like probably the worst moment for me to like listen in on for my first time because it was just they were fighting gnolls in Ballfield <laughs> in Campaign Two. It was like episode four or five.
3: Is that regular Knoll? Um, that's like the best part.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that <laughs> one. And I just remember like hearing something about. This blue girl summoning a lollipop as a weapon. I was like, that's kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, that was the first time I was like, yeah, that's not like terrible. It was kind of cool. And then I think like a week later, uh, campaign two episode one like showed up my suggested on YouTube. And like, my family was like deep cleaning the house and I didn't want to clean. So I just hid in my room and was like, I'll give this a try. And so I watched one episode and I can't remember. I think I watched three full episodes in one sitting. that day Six hours? Um,
0: Nine hours?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's
2: crazy. Um, So I was immediately hooked on Critical Role. And from then on, Caleb and I had to like hide from our parents that we were super into Critical Role and D&D now. And, like, there was no way we could play d and um, until, like, I found some guys in my in my high school class that were interested. Um, but they weren't, like, as into the story aspect as I was. But I did, like, <laughs> I discreetly ordered, like, a battle mat. Or a, a battle mat, uh, like, just, like, a grid um, mat mm-hmm. that you can dry erase marker on. Uh, and I ordered it to my friend's address so my parents wouldn't see it. Um, and so I DM'd my first game from that. It was a disaster. Oh, no! <laughs> um, it, was, it was very bad. Um, to be fair, a part of that was due to my players. But then my second game was better. Uh, my friend's mom even joined us for that, and she was great because when she was a kid, her older brother played D&D and wouldn't let her play with him. So she had always. She, this was like a forty-eight-year-old woman who had always wanted to, to play, play D&D, D&D. That's and cool. finally got a chance with like her son's awesome. friend yeah. in high school. And she made like non-alcoholic mead for us. What? <laughs> That's
0: um, awesome.
2: So yeah, things kind of rocketed from there. But that was definitely like the first initial spark of like I really like this game and want to play it and love this sort of medium of storytelling.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah so that kind of like blends into the next thing I was gonna ask which I think Ben you mentioned like your one of your big things was like making characters that you know maybe people haven't thought about or something like unique about them um like yeah like a fire uh, fighter that can cast fireball two times but then you said chase the like story driven kind of like that's yeah. the thing that kind of gets you so my next question was like like how do you build the characters using those two bits of information like what are, what's the inspiration? Uh, Come from. um, uh, And then also the difference between like tonight we're doing a one shot. Um, Chase, in your case, you're the first person in the whole like season that has actually sent me full backstory. So no one else has sent me anything except for what (laughs) they revealed tonight.
2: That was. That was like moderate backstory too, because it was like this is a one shot. (laughs) Yeah. Like I wanted, I I wanted to make a character as if I were making a character for a long term campaign, because I feel like when I make characters for a one shot, it's not as true to like my actual character making style. Gotcha. So I tried to do it that way, but I still only
0: sent you like it was like a few paragraphs. a Few paragraphs, yeah. But, like, you're the only person that sent me anything. I I will say this, because you won't get to hear it. Uh, Jesse Jurdak pretty much was making his character as we were setting up and as we were talking. And when it came down to the one-shot itself, I'm going to say something to you guys that, like, I kind of said to them, and then that sparked a completely shift in his character than what he made, like, 30 minutes before we started playing. (laughs) Which was, like... You know, I mean, that I guess that you know goes to like the the years of improv and his acting skills and all that stuff too. But that's kind of like the idea of the podcast is like, let me see how many different styles there are to first make the character because I just just love character creation myself. But then see what that's implemented in when surprise you're rolling two d sixes and that one of the dice determined what the race was and one dice determined what the class was. And I rolled oh, them, no yeah, and then I rolled them twice so that way you had at least two options. And I used a you know random generator to like click, like you had two, one, two, okay, you're a yonti, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> yeah, so that's how I did that. But, um, yeah, yeah, so that, that's what I'm curious about, and then like the you kind of already touched on it a little bit the difference between because I feel like a lot of folks. Uh, don't want to make the one-shot character too like in depth because it's like I only got them for this one night and then I'm going to lament them the rest of my life, like I do. I usually do what you do is like I full backstory. There's music and scores and pyrotechnics <laughs> and a, like, uh like yeah a whole like um yeah and then I'm like I'm never gonna see this person ever again. I'm just gonna lament over them. But yeah, so that's oh, what like. I'm kind of curious. Like what what goes into your guys's process when it comes our to process, that process our creative process yes yes, yes. um well you go, I go, go first go ben. Okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: he's becoming canadian <laughs> i was
2: going to say this is what ha- what happens with two Canadians. <laughs> yeah. no, no, you. no you
3: no you um there's a few things that went through my mind while we were talking there um I, I, when when Chase was telling his his kind of story about it, it reminded me like the reason I made all these characters that I never got to play was because I didn't get to play. So that was part of it. Right. You just make characters and kind of daydream about them um, when you're at work doing something random. Right. But yeah, I think for me, I was I, I've had a busy week and I've been thinking about this character a lot mechanically just because you're like you need, you know, get some items, get some you know, this and this race in this uh, class. I was like, oh, how can I make this cool? Um, I have a couple ways that I kind of start with character. It, it's kind of like you can either go with a idea. I want to be this kind of cool um, character that does this thing. Right. And then you build around that or you could be like a class. And then you're like, how does that make the story work? For me, I I try to, like, make everything work too in a way that I can integrate it into someone's, like, uh, setting if they have something. Um, So I think I I sent you, like, he's from an order, a cleric order, and, you know, he has this bad guy. But I didn't specify who it was just because I didn't know if you had plans or if I needed to. Um, But I, yeah, I love doing that stuff too. Um, It's just how do you approach it? I guess it was the question. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I start usually either with, oh, this would be a really cool idea. I have this one character that I have in my mind that I haven't played yet that I'd love to. And it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if it could be like a Phoenix-type character where you just have flame flying around you all the way? And so I was like, well, how do you build that? And then I went to uh, into like character creation. It's like, what if they were like a paladin and that can know take hits for people and then restore themselves and have fire like from uh what's that spell the clerics have um the spiritual guardians like that flying around you like fire right and so i was like that would be a really cool character concept and the smites could be like their sword on fire with like green flame blade or something or something like that if you can make it work right and so sometimes i start with there uh, and sometimes i start with a character build that i think would be really cool Right now I'm playing uh, Eltsis in our in Chase's uh, campaign, and he's a barbarian monk. And I was like, this would be really cool to have someone. It it started off as a class, but then I was like, how can I change this and keep making it cooler? So he's a Kensei monk with a beast barbarian, so I think he can eventually make five attacks in a round or something. Wow. Um, (laughs) Which is crazy. (laughs) But I was like, how do I make this cool? And then I started thinking about Genasi's and Earth Genasi's and oh what if I could integrate this beast as part of his like earthly uh like physique and how that grows out of him and stuff like that so I kind of jump from one side to the other and then they kind of mesh and then you start thinking about the character more and more you're like oh this would be cool he's he's like this rock guy okay so maybe he's living in a cave oh maybe his claws that he gets are made out of stone or you know, just stuff like that, and you just take a step and a step and a step, and then eventually, because you made those other steps, you can be like, "Oh yeah, this makes sense because of this," and you add on things. It's generally how I like to play it, mm-hmm. and then you can easily integrate it into someone's world. Is what mm-hmm. I like to do at least, um, and then give ideas and see if it's okay with the DM. Obviously, right, but right, right. It's kind of where I start. Yeah. Well, with
2: with Elses because I'm I'm the DM for that game. Yes. <laughs> You, like, I I had a completely like blank slate homebrew world mm-hmm. at the beginning of like the character creation process, and as you guys gave me shit, um, sorry, we can curse on this podcast. Oh right? yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. No, you're yeah. off now. You have to um, yeah, uh, yeah. As you as you guys gave me more and more. Information, I like incorporated that into the world and tried to like tailor the setting to tell the story that you guys seem to be wanting to tell. Yeah. Um, And I like. As we've been going along, I've been building out more and more of that. Um, And so, like, it it really did seem like... So for you, when you were building Elsus, and I guess with the rest of your characters as well, you really do start with mechanics and, like,
3: what would be a cool build, and then build the story out from that, would you say? I want to have fun playing the game. That's the big thing. I don't You're want right. to be like, oh, this would be cool. I could make one attack. It's like, what could be something that like brings me alive and like makes me excited to play? I think that's really fun. But I don't want it to be too overpowered where it takes away fun from other people. Right? So I try to find a good middle ground. But yeah, I would say mechanics is one of the parts where I, I start with. Because I think about, okay, I'm gonna have fun with friends. I can make like witty banter with people and I can use my character to do that. But I also want to have fun mechanically playing the game. Because that's like a big part of the game.
2: <laughs> I guess we can go in my- yeah, yeah, I was like, what about your Chase?
3: <laughs> um
2: yeah, so I, I I think I told you, or I said in the chat when we were talking about recording this episode that it's great that you have Ben and I on the same episode <laughs> because we have, like, the exact opposite character- character-building <laughs> problems. Um, it's like, Ben has a method to his madness. I'm just madness. Um, I really just start with... Uh, what is a cool idea for a character in a backstory and like when i was first playing DD,
0: i fell into what i am now impromptu dubbing the caleb widow gas trap um <laughs> oh actually that's been a theme so far i think this first season is going to be it's a uh, it's turned by dankles it's a uh, sad boy hours are always bopping <laughs> <laughs> that's great i love that um
2: what I've learned is that sad boy hours aren't always bopping. Um
1: <laughs> What?
2: Cause you know, we we had our experience with our first game, the three of us together. That was I think all of ours first like long term. Uh, like campaign. official yeah. campaign, right, yeah.
0: Yeah. yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And like <laughs> My first character was, like, tragic backstory, and it just got more and more tragic as time went by. And I was like, this isn't fun anymore. Right, Um, yeah. It was cool to have, like, a compelling character to me. Um, And then, you know, I made the mistake that a lot of beginning players make, where they make their character, like, too similar to themselves, and, like, bring in a lot of their... Their own lives to the character. And then when things get tragic in that game and start going dark, then it feels a bit too personal, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So after that game, I think the first game I played after we stopped that campaign was a one shot run by uh, our buddy Reese, who I believe was on this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, he ran, I forget what the one-shot was but it was like there was a wizard who got turned into a sheep and we had to like go reclaim his, his place or something and reclaim his I wolf. just like <laughs> something like that I don't know Yeah, I just <laughs> and like that was the first time I didn't put any thought into my character like I had a build this was the first time like I did a build where like because I, I copied and pasted a character from when we were going to do a Battle Royale one-shot, the four of us, and I was like, oh, I want to whoop Ben and Jake's ass. <laughs> so I, was, I, like, I tried to make as badass of a monk as I could, but I didn't give him really a personality. Um, and I hadn't really thought of it until, like, 30 minutes before the game. And so this one-shot came up. I was copying this character for the one-shot, and, like, I was like, I'm just going to improvise what this character sounds like and what he acts like. And so now that character has become one of my favorite characters I've ever played. And also, like, a running inside joke with a lot of our friends. Um, because he was just this innocent, happy-go-lucky, but at the same fa- the same time, like, stoic and <laughs> emotionally stunted like childlike wonder monk. Is that the guy
3: who thought everyone was a dog? Yes, Yes, that was the thing.
2: (laughs) This like this big bear dude, like bear man person came into the tavern and like was like threatening everyone and then once he left, I just like had my character go up to one of the other characters and go, Did you see that big dog? And then yeah. every other animal that he saw during the course of the game, whether it was like a lizard or like I don't know a bird, he was like, "What a beautiful dog!" <laughs> and so people started like making memes of like the guy in the glasses pointing to the butterfly, like, "Is this a, dog? a dog?" Yeah. Um,
0: and then with, then that's when like Elden Ring came out, and that whole meme happened in Elden Ring. Where they'd go yeah, up to the merchants. and then I was like, I did it first. <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring totally ripped <laughs> you off.
2: Um, Send money, Miyazaki. Yeah. You owe
0: Chase money. I am, royalties. I am su- yeah.
2: I'm suing From Software. Um, but yeah, I, I realized then, like, wow, you can have a lot of fun playing a character that is, one, happy. <laughs>
1: <and> two... <laughs>
2: Two, uh, not really um, deep backstory-wise or, like, development-wise. That's a weird way to put it, but you know what I mean. Um, And so I did realize there were two different ways I like playing characters. But that alternative that I played with that character, Dalius, is something I usually only do for, like, one-shots. Like, the one-shot we just played with Ben, I made, like, a halfling... uh, That's great. What was he? What was he, a paladin? Yeah, Um, it was a paladin. Yeah, I made a halfling paladin. uh, Called him Ormond, because it sounded like a fantasy name. And... (laughs) And, uh... I came up with his personality on the spot, as well, and his backstory. Like, I literally, 15 minutes into the one-shot... I texted Ben a backstory. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're like, I think this is how this is going to go happen. It's
2: like, <laughs> well, yeah, <that's> yeah. like cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so I do sort of have that yin and yang. Uh, two different sides of the coin that I can do. But when it comes to a long-term campaign, I definitely start with a backstory. And then I pull up D&D Beyond. And I make choices based off of... Not sponsored by D&D Beyond, by the way.
0: Unless um, you guys want make, it. Unless you guys want it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unless you want it. Wizards, reach hey, out to my boy. Yeah. Um, and I make choices to try to enhance that story and that character, whether or not they are detrimental to the char- like the build of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just like like you gave us the option with these characters to like pick. A very rare item a rare item and two uncommon items and i just was like okay on a cool sword and three other things <laughs> <laughs> so i just went into like the D beyond list of magic items looked up cool sword and i was like great that's great sword of sharpness cool uh other things i'll just like pick out things that seem like my character would have them mm. um and I guess we'll get to those later. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of did goes.
3: something similar. I was um, like, "What would this character want?"
0: You know what? Yeah. That, that's an yeah. interesting thing to bring up. I hadn't thought about it, but I do that with characters too. Like if I'm building, like the only thing I have though with the problem is like, especially if it's like a cool thing that would work for story, but a two-man slot, and you're like, now I only have two more mm-hmm. two-man slots. Is it really worth a story or not? <laughs> like
1: At
2: least for me, honestly, it smiles until i was building this character i forgot attunement slots existed (laughs) oh snap um yeah i'm really bad at remembering rules and stuff
0: which is bad because i'm a dm don't feel bad because uh i'm the same way and uh i'm pretty sure if like rules lawyers listen to this podcast they're gonna they're gonna hate me because oh probably yeah, I'm like, rule of cool, and then as long as it's not too breaking something, like, I can't wait for you guys to listen to some of the other episodes because, like, if you could see I'm my face excited. as things are happening, my brain is melting, and I'm like, okay, well, this is happening. So, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that happening this evening with you guys. But, uh, yeah, rule of cool every day. Um, which brings me to, let's what's the next thing? So, we've got, um, Did you get to talk about what you do different about one-shots and and long campaigns, Ben? Like, do you have a different? Yeah, kind
3: of. I I think there there was one campaign we did with Andy, and Chase and I were brothers. And I remember that one. And it goes to what Chase was saying, uh, where sometimes you just make things up. We we didn't know what our—we were just brothers. We didn't know why. I was a bard. He was a paladin. Um, and he was pretty much my protector or something like that but there's this weird rivalry we had because I was a swords bard and I think at one point Chase said this is why mother loves me more or something (laughs) (laughs) and you just go with it you're like oh I have to one up him now and so just like in game characters you know they can change so much and I think in one shots there's a lot more volatility for stuff like that Um, so uh, yeah it's kind of like the same thing I was saying before, in a one-shot, I would want to play something um, either that riffs off of another character who's having fun, right? Because you're only going to do it once. You might as well just have fun with some random silly thing. Mm -hmm. Or um, if, if I wanted to play a class that is really annoying for some reason... Like, you're playing a character that just grapples the character and throws them off the cliff, and then that's their one trick pony thing. I think those are good for one-shots, just because you can one-and-done them, and you don't have to play it for, like, five years or however long your campaign is. So, um, but besides that, I think, yeah, it's just I quickly make a character that I think would be a lot of fun to play with, everyone, like, uh, to, to riff off of. And then for the longer stories, I usually think about, um... What kind of story or character arc I want to have, and I build around that. Or, like, if if that's come already from the build, that's something I've wanted to do. I will build around that and integrate that. So it just it's it's definitely different between the two. Cool,
0: cool, cool. cool. Um, one thing, like, just because we're talking about backstories and stuff that, so like, kind of going back to like a campaign setting, the long, you know, you you don't know if it's gonna last six months or six not probably not six years i don't think anybody's gone well there's probably people who've gone six years but like three years or something like that um when it does come to like writing your your backstories and stuff like that it's kind of interesting because we're going to be kind of like doing a a little side campaign later on in Waterdeep. and i was talking to our dm and was like okay well i think i'm gonna be sending you a lot of stuff And then mention, like... uh, And then I think, yeah, whatever I mentioned, I was, like, joking or whatever. And then she was like, no, there's also Ben, so don't worry about sending me a lot of stuff. (laughs) So I know Ben's in the same same vein as me but like <laughs> i i kind of like overthink. like i don't want to be a sam regal nice. where it's like what's your mother's name and i'm like right
3: travis i try to tone it down too if i can like yeah i know i was bouncing ideas off of the dm i don't know if we're just not naming her
0: <laughs> oh, i don't know it's clear but hi claire it's really estate yeah. yeah. my fiance
3: um but yeah, I was bouncing ideas married? off of her. We are. Oh my goodness. What is it? <laughs> I should get ready. I never um, knew. Why didn't you tell me to change jobs? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a pirate, so. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. She wears a straw hat. She does. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, I was bouncing hey. ideas off of her, and she's like, that sounds complicated. I'm like, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> this is like a short term thing. I'm just going to try to make it simple. So. Yeah, but I also, sometimes when I, like, have really complex ideas, I know uh, Claire, she doesn't always go as hard into the rules. I'll, just, like, explain one thing one day and be like, hey, what do you think if I, you know, did this? And then, you know, the next day I'd be like, you know, I was thinking more about this. It'd be cool if I could add this little sprinkle in. She's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But if you overload people sometimes, it's very easy to be shut down just because it's too much.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
3: so I think I, I think I agree with you like <laughs> just mass here's everything you need to know about this character
0: yeah I go too far and then yeah. I, I, I also do the thing where kind of like we said like as you're playing different stuff comes up and then now it's yeah. like oh well now I'm gonna write a short story about this real quick because okay. this seems and then yeah. I'm like, I'm well, not even a writer, but I'm writing short stories, kind of or trying to. I think anyways.
3: my first character, I think I wrote ten pages for their backstory, and my friend was like, "I'm not reading any of this." I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: "Dang, not even skim through it. Well, I would at least skim yeah. through." I it. think
3: we had one game, so it, like we didn't know what the game was going to be. Oh, gotcha. But I just I pretty much handed him a huge stack of paper, and he's like, "Well, we're going to be playing in like half an hour, or so."
0: <laughs> okay, if you only gave him a half an hour prep with yeah. ten pages. Well, I think it was fun. <laughs> how about you chase any like big difference in like you think you're gonna go to long haul with a character and writing stuff about them? yeah
2: kind of kind of similar to what i was saying before it's like if it's a one shot I, I usually do a lot less prep work and i just like go through super speedily on the DD beyond uh character builder um and just make what I think is a cool character and like usually something that I haven't done before like with uh, the last couple like one shot characters I played I played paladins the first one was because I'd never played a paladin before the second one because I was because I realized I had a lot of fun playing a paladin when Ben and I played as brothers that was also one of my favorite uh, one shot characters I've played um that dynamic was just it was very legless, hilarious.
3: gimli counting, kills. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: We, we literally counted the kills. I'm pretty sure I won. <laughs> I um, think you did,
3: you yeah. Could <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It was kind of unfair. Um, <laughs> I think my character died at one point, though, so I think we all died at one point,
0: yeah. My character died too, and then Andy saved It was crazy. Yeah. yeah,
2: the last battle was insane, and, and like Andy took in a, a a monster from the Wheel of Time series, and then like inserted it into the game. I was like, "Whoa!" Um, Anyways, that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Uh,
3: <laughs> but it is cool.
2: It is. It cool. is cool. Um, so yeah, I, I usually try to, to to build a character that I haven't played before, which is also what uh, was fun about building the character for this one shot that we're playing tonight. Because I don't know if I've played. I've probably played a fighter once. And in my life, and I haven't played this subclass before, which I realize is awesome. Um, I don't know, like, are, are we gonna like get into talking about our characters? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have okay. a moment
0: right before the break, so that way we can introduce the characters and talk all the cool like build ideas you guys had for them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have like a since we're describing them before, I kind of have my little cool. Uh, hopefully, it's a fun little. Different way to introduce your character in game, so I think I hope you guys will like. It. So yeah,
3: hmm.
0: we're an unboxing match, and we have to fight each other. Yeah,
3: in this corner but,
2: but yeah, my sword is useless. Yeah. My cool sword. Yeah, cool sword. <laughs> um, you just tape it to your fist. But yeah, I think I think I've pretty much um, like I pretty much said everything uh, about the differences between long term and short term. Long term, I focus a lot on backstory mm. uh, and then build from there. And then short term, I'm just like anything goes, and I I just make a, a character and then usually improvise a personality and a voice on the spot, um, and then. People either love the character or hate them <laughs> find them very obnoxious. Oh, no. And I have to apologize and send letters of
0: uh, apology. Take down. But, versus. um, take down. Exactly. Cease and desist. <laughs> receive multiple cease and desist letters. You've been blocked and um, reported, okay.
2: <laughs> I've lost many of them by my choice of D&D character. That's awful. Um,
0: well, I haven't seen a bad I mean, one yet, so.
2: Well,
3: you haven't done it Yeah, yet. that was like
0: the, the nightmare. <laughs> we
3: haven't done it yet,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So then it, uh, that brings us to kind of like another segment that I've uh, implemented uh, since the beginning of this uh, that we didn't have in, in the previous rendition of uh, the podcast. It's uh, called Roses, Buds, and Thorns. And essentially, it's roses are the positive things, maybe the wins that you've experienced from playing D&D. Uh, buds are maybe new ideas that you're excited about, either implementing in d d or maybe uh, because we're all musicians maybe uh, it's a bud that might have happened on the table but maybe inspired something in in your other art and then thorns if you want to talk about certain thorns uh, I know we've had like a whole OGL debacle and it seems like TTRPG twitter is burning every other day uh, with some new topic but if there's a thorn you know an obstacle or problem that you face that you feel comfortable about talking you can uh, but I don't know if you guys want to do rollies to see who's talking about their roses first but since you guys are just be like, no you, no, you go, no, you go, no, you go. You guys are too <laughs> Canadian for yeah. a week. You have to beat a
2: Well, I got an 18, so. so there you go, you first. Like first.
0: Yeah, so positive yeah. things, so, wins that you've experienced in d d or the well, community?
2: Po- most positive things are probably the fact that 75% of the friends I have today are because of D&D and TTRPGs. Um, you guys being uh, amongst the chief of them. Yeah, um, yeah all of you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, uh, I met Lillian Hunter through d I met uh, my friends Rochelle, Miriam, Reese, Spencer, all these people met through D&D, and I've gotten to collaborate with a bunch of super talented nerdy musicians um, through... know the communities that we've found ourselves in the critical role community the general D &D community um and and i kind of like the the elephant in the room is that i wouldn't be making a career out of music if it weren't for critical role to begin with Mm. um the very first song i ever released publicly um that was the thing that convinced me to keep releasing things publicly and try to like build this up at first as a hobby and now as a career was a Critical Role fan song. It was, uh, I still remember the date because I, I kind of celebrate it every year as a sort of mini holiday. Um, October 16th, 2019 was the day I released Lament of the Orphan Maker, uh, which was a song about Yashin and Durin. And then from there, I just kept making more things because people seemed to like it and want more, and so I kept writing. And like the first song I recorded was on a blue snowball in GarageBand, no processing, no production, no reverb or compression or anything. It was just plain, and like the <laughs> you could hear in the video. You have to turn the video all the way up to hear the song, um, because my mixing and production skills were just so bad. And then you look at the span from then to now where I'm still making Critical Role fan songs, because people don't like when I don't make Critical Role fan songs, um, that my uh, skill as a composer, songwriter, musician in general has improved greatly over those, what, what has it been, like three and a half years? Almost four years? Almost four years. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've met a bunch of amazing people and... Those are pretty much my
3: roses.
0: Nice. How about you, Ben?
3: Yeah, what he said. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree with, like, just the community. It's so great just to be able to, well, even just doing this, right? Just talking with with you guys and just being able to hang out. I, like, for me, I didn't have as much, I think, in the music. I think it was a really good escape for me when I started doing it because Autumn Orange really inspired me with his lo-fi and I had never done that and I was in the middle of uh, music tech classes and we were experimenting with music and I was like I want to try that I've never made music like that all all I've ever really done is this weird orchestral stuff um, and I'm learning all this weird tech stuff it would be amazing so it's been really cool to to experiment with like the lo-fi I made on my channel and then again, some of the orchestration, but I think way bigger than any of that is just you guys, just meeting you guys and being able to hang out and play DD, right? Cause that's all I ever really wanted when I started making those weird eldritch knight wizard multi classes is to be able to play somewhere, right? So I think it's amazing just being able to have a creative outlet that, you know, gives back in a way that you can hang out with friends. You can plan crazy stuff and have support, or you can just hang out and talk about how you make a character, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, moving on to buds, new ideas that you're excited about, Chase. Uh, anything in the community that's given you new ideas, or you mean, new ideas, or just even just even new ideas about like you know, new like projects. you said, yeah, like new projects, or even playing D D, like. Uh, you do have, you know, you've, you've DM'd for us and, and stuff like that. So I'm just curious if there's anything like, even in that tabletop wise, like, you're like, ah, oh, this new subclass came out. I'm curious. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I, I'm really bad at keeping up with like new subclasses and thing and like
3: you, modules. Like, I don't know of. if I can, I can, uh, give you an advantage role in this one. You were really interested in, pa- um, um, uh, space one. What's the space one? Oh
0: um Starfinder
3: what was it called No
0: No no, no.
2: no it's a uh, it's spelljammer <laughs> Spelljammer Oh yes yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. spell
2: yeah. Um which apparently after looking into like uh, it seems to be a very uh, contentious uh, sort of like people are split on their opinions oh, yeah. on on um spell bu- spell spelljammer the name
0: spell <laughs> spelljammers
2: Spelljammer, Bell- spelljammer. Bell- <laughs> yeah. thank you I was all <laughs> <like>, shit <laughs> Spell jam spellbinder. Yeah. Um but yeah, I read through that whole thing because uh Ben and Claire, uh for my for Christmas was it? Yeah, i think so yeah. For Christmas, uh, decided to they were like, pick anything from the, the D beyond store like sources and stuff. This is our gift to you as our DM. I was like,
1: Oh you guys. <laughs>
2: um, And so I picked Spelljammer because it seemed cool. And uh, I read through the whole thing. And I immediately started thinking of, like, making, like, a mini campaign. Like, a four-session mini campaign that, like, wouldn't be as long as a a full campaign. But still long enough to tell a compelling story if we did it right. Um, I might still do that someday. Who knows? Um, But for now, other buds of, like... Projects that have been inspired that are sort of D&D related Um, There's one thing I'm working on uh, very very slowly probably won't come to fruition for Like a year and a half two years uh, minimum Um, Don't want to get into the details of that yet because it's still like very much uh, an if and also a work in progress Um, but it is related to Uh, Some critical role IP, um, and it would be a very large project that is very different from things that I have done in the past. It is not necessarily musical in nature, um, but it is a thing. So, (laughs) there's that. that, That's working very slowly. I've gotten like the very bare beginnings of a start on that, and uh, I'm working with another collaborator on it. And it's kind of just a thing that uh, we get to when we get to and when we have free time and when we want to. So uh, that is something that's sort of on the agenda. Um, Lately, I haven't had as much brain space for D&D and things like that because a lot of it's been going on in my personal life and career-wise that I, I have a very short attention span, so I have to focus on these few things at a time. Um, one of those things is uh, inspired by someone in the community, actually, uh, sort of like it directly inspired, but it's become so much more than what it originally was going to be. You all are familiar with Ginny D. Um, mm-hmm. A while ago, she released a an album uh, about mermaids and sirens. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, listening to that on the drive home from work one day. And I was, like, inspired from that album to make my own concept album about a siren. Um, and from there, that kind of developed. I came up with the story, revised it, revised it. And eventually, I before I knew it, I was just writing a musical. Hmm. And that's what I'm doing. This is one of the big projects I'm working on at the nice. moment, and it's something I plan to hopefully. For first things first, is I have to write it, and then I have to get a bunch of people to sing it for like a recorded uh, album that I'll put online, and then hopefully from there, I'm trying to get into like the local musical theater scene here in Newfoundland and see if I can put it in front of some people and be like hey do you want to put this on as a local production it's a long shot but that is something that i am very much thinking about working on and excited about that's nice cool. that's awesome so that's the closest i can think about uh, <laughs> or think of that's similar yeah it's fantasy it's pretty awesome so, it's cool yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. great yeah. <laughs> it's fantasy and it's inspired by jenny d who's arguably one of the biggest creators in the ttrpd space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how about you? Ben? I still have a, bir- a birthday present I got for her recently that I haven't sent her, so <laughs> <laughs> I should get on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about you, Ben? Any any new uh, ideas, and new inspirations?
3: <laughs> yes, it's it's the it's the musicians. Oh, I could do that, but then I'd have to do yeah, I'd have to find time. Um, I've I've been I how probably like six months ago. I think I did ORM. Probably more than that now. It's probably like eight months. uh, Eight or ten months that I released that ORM orchestral one. Uh, I've been thinking about doing another one for the past like half a year and it's always on my mind. Like, oh, this would be really cool um, just to make more music. And it's always in my mind being like, it would be cool if I could do this. Um, But, (laughs) it's so time consuming right now just because I'm also, you know, getting married and planning out work and taking those next steps in career development. But, yeah, I think I still do, just because, with the theme of the podcast, I I do still kind of daydream about character creation um, when I have time, and I think that is, is something that always is blooming, because it's something that just kind of takes me away and just lets me kind of live in this fun headspace of oh, this cool character. You were saying you overthink everything. And I totally agree with you. I remember having to learn (laughs) in those one-shots being like, oh, oh, I have to actually finish this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think for the music stuff, though, I want to do more. It's always, especially lately, I've had a really big gap, and this happens all the time, where you make music for a while, and then you stop because you stopped, and you, you have to pick it back up. And I want to do that right now. I finally got that like spark to get back creating, um, but it can be hard sometimes. But I think that's my bud right now is that I'm thinking about trying to post again onto my channel because it's been so like so far. Claire and I were discussing an idea we had for a second channel that I don't think is going to come to terms anytime soon. But we had fun ideas about it. But I think we we're just. Focus on the whole marriage thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. crazy. Maybe we should get married and deal. With all Maybe those we should do, <laughs> do the important stuff first. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know what? No. I actually I, I forgot about two buds, my best buds. You guys. No.
0: Stop. We're blooming. I'm probably still gonna kill you tonight. Um. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Dude, you will try. <laughs> yeah. No, I hope I don't. I actually didn't have any contingencies for killing people. So that's why I was like, oh, no. "You have five hundred. You have uh, close." And that's when I started to be like, "Hey, hey there's five hundred gold. Like maybe invest in some health potions." And I think most people oh, don't. Oh yeah, I Most people about the five hundred gold. Yeah, you still have five hundred yeah. gold to use whatever you want. And I was like, uh,
3: "I spent four hundred of mine
0: health. I potion. got one
2: hundred thirty-five health hit points. I'm fine." <laughs>
0: Uh, okay. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. We'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> be friends. Uh, let's move on to Thorns dying this evening. No, um, mm. Thorn. Any obstacles or problems that you know have come? Time, <laughs> <laughs> time <laughs> yeah. yeah, time is a big thing.
2: Yeah. We already like the game idea um, for you guys and our, a couple of our other friends. Um, it's already just a monthly game, and like even still, I find myself like, um. Uh, when I do get to prepping, because I have ADHD, I like it takes me th- four hours to get done what uh, like another DM could get done in thirty minutes. So it takes me a very long time to like think things through and write things down. And so like I've, I've definitely had to learn how to like think on my feet, which I'm not very good at. Um, but yeah, like even throughout the, the month, finding the time to prep and stuff like that, which is why it's great that Claire is like, hey, let, let me run a Waterdeep campaign while mm-hmm. your life is crazy and you can, you know, have time to you can get breathe. And, 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 and plan more. So uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to play
3: with you guys as a player for once. Yeah. It's um, always so much fun when you have the first meeting of the characters. It's always like, what's everyone going to be? Yeah, man. that was
2: super fun in your your campaign too, Ben. Your one shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that Jake was unfortunately not able to make it to, yeah, man. Was... Was,
0: we were talking about that beforehand. Like, it's been, it feels like it's been a while since we've all just been on the chatting yeah, yeah, chatting. So.
2: yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, get out of my <laughs> head. <laughs> that's how you know we all got started on the yeah, right. yeah, right. I don't even know the song that's referencing I just no it's like, such a good song well, <laughs> I, I was yeah.
0: going to say I, I, think the, I think the singer now might be kind of problematic i do not not entirely really? sure uh, but back in the day he was in a band called Stained and that was like one of two hits they had <laughs> but it's like a really good song and now it's a meme Amazing. but uh, yeah uh, Ben you, you got any thorns to complete the flower I'm of the thorn. roses, buds, and
3: thorns? I think my thorn is that I want to do too much. Um, and it it paralysizes me. Um, gives me paralysis. Whatever the paralysis is. Yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> I, I want to do so many things and then I'm like not focusing on it because I want to do this thing and this thing and this thing so I just don't start any of them and I think that's sometimes with, with D&D too like for the one shot I run uh, for for Chase and the others um, there were parts at the end that I didn't fully flesh out because I was still like oh what if this happened oh what if this happened oh I could do this this and this but eventually you get there and you're like oh crap I have to actually do this now um, yeah. is, luckily we're not playing um like a long campaign because then you'd have to work that in and then plan around that. But it works out. So I think my biggest thorn is I want to make all this music and I was I was having trouble with this when I was making my lo-fi and doing the orchestration stuff at the same time. It's like, well, do I release more frequently doing the lo-fi or do I just stop and make a big orchestration thing? And like, what do I do? I want to do both. I have to just focus. But, and then I just stop. So I think that's my biggest thorn. It's just wanting to do it all and in in D &D as well it's like oh i could play this character or this character and then the date comes up when you're actually playing you're like i didn't make a decision so (laughs) i think that's that's what mine would be gotcha gotcha
0: well that that uh, pretty much sums up our flowers portion of the of the podcast now we need to make the internet angry at us so no Yes, because oh. you can't be on the internet and not make them angry. But we need to oh. give them a specific reason to be uh, angry with us, and that's your hot take on D&D or TTRPGs. Um, mm. This season, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much putting out my biggest hot take, uh, which is not a fan of combat not a fan of combat i think it takes too long Uh, i get irritated when uh i'm the one that's actually focusing on my character sheet and what i can and can't do and how many squares i can move and then all of a sudden either the dm or another player does something and i'm like i just wasted 30 minutes prepping this and now it's my (laughs) turn and it looks like i didn't prep for 30 minutes uh so it stresses me out um yeah, I have... I, I can... Oh my gosh, what's the other one? I feels like sometimes it's not as epic as it could be, uh, depending on, like, what's happening. You're like, I'm playing a monk. I should be able to do all kinds of cool stuff. And then you roll nothing but nat ones. And you're like, well, that was my turn. That sucked. Uh, I just sit here and get punched by a kobold in the nuts. So... Um, yeah so that's my hot take combat eh. and I'm it's running combat day. which is the irony of this whole thing is I'm running combat for you guys this evening yeah so Yeah,
2: I, I happen to agree with the hot take for the most part I, I think, think a lot of people do that there. yeah I think there are ways because like a lot of people getting into D&D now are you know mostly in it for the role play um, but there are ways to make the combat more fun if you ever figure
3: it out I would love to know I, um, I, have, a, I have something that I do for that uh, I don't know if you've noticed playing with me, but in combat, I find that is a time for what I think, I, I relate to it as uh, role combat roleplay. How can I describe how my character fights, right? That's kind of my go-to. That's like... Yeah. You're what is they that, what do they look like? It's well it's where I live. <laughs> it's like where my head space is a lot of the time. Yeah. It's like how can I show this character because I'm not always great with like describing what the character's doing, but if I can describe how they fight, that gives you a hint to what the character's like. But that's kinda where I like combat, is where you can um, tell a story somehow through combat. That's that's I love that. But yeah, combat can suck sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is a necessary evil though, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah, if of, it's
2: if and D game it's just um role play then like
0: i don't know it you could like be playing might, something else yeah you, you might as well just, just be, yeah yeah. And, yeah yeah playing another ttrpg yeah. um yeah i don't know I, and i think it's mostly because it's it's the bigger crowd like the bigger crowd you have the longer it takes you know what i mean you got your action how many actions do you have? oh do you have an action surgeon never mind let's read restart from the beginning he's got an action search everybody uh, mm-hmm. you got this thing do you got that thing. oh bonus I didn't do my bonus action DM you can't skip to the next person I didn't do my bonus right. um, and stuff like that I do agree with I you think like flavoring it does like kind of yeah. make it a little bit better especially like if you do get a hit and you can describe and then I like it when you can like even though it's like I just hit you for six damage it's still fun to be like I did a kung fu movie flip over the head and landed on their yeah. sword and slashed him in the face and back flipped off the sword and it landed exactly five <laughs> feet away in melee. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Stuff like that is like fun, exactly. Exactly. but like no,
2: yeah. I think like the best battles in d and D game are the ones that have been built up for a while. That yeah. too. Like, yeah, you have this build that's been set up. You've encountered them a few times and maybe had gotten in a scrape with them, but mm-hmm. not like full on combat. Initiative wasn't rolled. But like, this is like the big threatening villain of this arc or of the campaign. And then once you get to that battle finally and you know you're up for like a risky fight, then it's, the stakes are high. You're like, it's super tense. And like that's the thing that makes you like sit on your chair, Mauritius style, mm. another <laughs> critical yeah, yeah. Words, and like start it's biting like- your fingernails. Like maybe a character is going to die. Who knows? Yeah, then this might it's- be a T-P-K.
3: Yeah, this goes into my hot take where I think stuff like that. If uh, if if your characters don't feel like they're just going to get murdered, <laughs> if they're not careful, mm-hmm. I think I think my hot take is that I think people should play with like two different types of D D. There should be one where it's like a game, a game eyes d D&D where, you know, everyone knows like this is could be combat. All the rules, you can just do whatever you want. There's no like, you can get away with anything, right? Like a lot of the times it's it's played as role play, but I think there should be a and d where we play it like a game where it's just like, we have a character, we know a character can do one thing and then you can play it more dangerously, I think um and, and maybe not as like a, a a long-term campaign but i think there should be that and i think what most people do where they have the more role plays and stuff but that goes into kind of like what chase was saying like those big suspensions right i think you should be able to have those um but i also think the dm should be able to like oh they just killed my guy in one turn well i guess he gained uh, 200 health uh i think that's another thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool cool yeah yeah it's about you, Chase? Take. What's your your hot take to piss off the internet? I'm gonna go full Lou Wilson. No. Um, oh, no! Yes. Clip, Don't do it. The clip. Okay.
2: Talking to Brennan Lee Mulligan on Venturing yeah, like, Academy. Venture Academy, yeah. If you have more than two sets of dice <laughs> that you bought <sighs> and were not gifted to you, you have a problem. <laughs> Oh Okay, need. so if you're a dice goblin, one, you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I have... I'm like, bad. as Ben just reveals,
0: for the people that can't see this, reveals two big dice bags full of dice.
2: <laughs> I have... I might have an issue. I have five sets of dice and one D20 in total. Three, let's see, three of those were gifted to me. One of them came with that battle mat that I ordered in high school. And uh, one of them, yeah, I think only one of the sets I bought myself, which was also in high school, and the D20 I did buy because it was made out of a Jack Daniels whiskey barrel, and I'm the whiskey guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm not a fan of Jack those. Daniels. Um, you got it. Yeah, so I have that one cool D20 uh, that I never use (laughs) because it rolls weird. Um, But you don't need any more than one or two. Like, maybe two. And if you're rolling, like... 50 d6 or whatever, just use digital dice because then you're just like rolling, you're trying to collect all the dice, and then you, roll them all. you have to count them all up. Then you have to pull up your fucking calculator on your phone when a computer can just do that for you, and it's just as random. So.
3: Get your shit together. They make me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to play how am I supposed to play my amethyst dragon without my amethyst dice?
2: Imagination. That's what the game is all about.
0: Uh right well since Chase just got cancelled by the TTRPG community right now, so. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like Lou Wilson and Chase on the opposite side of the room now. Hey man,
1: <laughs> if
3: I'm in a
2: club with Lou Wilson, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I would just lie.
0: <laughs> just I don't like dice either. Just to hang out.
3: Uh <laughs> yeah, be careful in the water deep uh in the water deep uh, campaign of Claire. <laughs> she are might you? come for you. <laughs> oh, I was gonna
2: say, are you gonna try to sabotage me in game? No 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 <laughs> no not me. I'm just saying the DM might have thoughts. Yeah.
0: That's Hopefully funny. she won't listen to this. Hi Claire. Hi Claire, yeah, she's already <laughs> has a notebook death note style writing stuff to do yeah. to your character <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'll take this chip yeah. and eat <laughs> it
0: all right so now that brings us to talking about your character. we talked all this stuff about characters one shots uh full campaigns roses and thorns and hot takes and all that other stuff just to bring us to uh right before we play this one shot what characters you're uh playing as i said earlier you know you roll 2d6, and then I went on some website, and I clicked random, 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 until I came up with the race and uh, uh, class. So, uh, tell us who your characters are, and how you built them up for tonight.
2: Rollies? I feel like you should go first. Oh, I should go first? Okay, okay. As as we've established, I apparently put way more into this than I needed to, (laughs) and so, like, if I (laughs) go first... I'll be here for half an hour, and then
3: I'll (laughs) obviously...
2: I feel like, and this isn't like a good thing for me in any way. I feel like I would upstage you if I went first, and you would just like. No, no, that's that's not what I meant. I (laughs) I, I just feel like I'm not making myself sound any (laughs) better. That That isn't what I meant. Because if I'm if I'm like this is my character, this is my backstory, this is this is brother Ted, and then you're like this is my. Uh, Wizard Todd, he has
3: yeah. <laughs> a wand.
0: He likes nachos. He got it from his dad.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go first. Um, yeah, I, I guess since Chase will probably be talking for a little bit, I'll, I'll just try to elaborate on my thought process of making this character. Um, I was given two options to make a character. I could be a dwarf cleric or a dragonborn rogue. I was like, oh, those classes are both cool especially when you're two people fighting who knows how many things it's like cleric will be good. So that chase doesn't die um, in the game that we run and rogues are just cool. So I just made a rogue cleric. <laughs> so I'm playing a rogue cleric dragonborn. He's an amethyst dragonborn. He's level seven rogue, three cleric. Um, he's an inquisitive rogue and a ordered domain uh, cleric words. Um, and I kind of started like I did, I just thought, these are my options, what should I make? And so I just started looking at the subclasses first, and like, what would be cool? Uh, I think I was dipping back and forth between what level of each, Um, and then I settled on Rogue, because I thought it'd be cool. So, yeah, I I started there, and then I just thought, what the heck is a Rogue Cleric? (laughs) Like, is that just someone who ran away from a like temple or something or is it someone who is like a sneaky assassin for the rogue or the clerics in the temple and they do their dirty work or something so he is uh order domain because I figured he was like controlled or something and then he broke away I feel like Chase is gonna be like pull out this huge piece of paper and put on some glasses to start reading it and so I'm like this is Timmy <laughs> I'll, I'll try. His and name's G-9. not Timmy, but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so, is, Timmy. is he? His name's Timmy? No, it's not. It's something. My guy's name is Ravosashi Sepik, because um, the cool D and D Beyond thing apparently has the fantasy name generator built into it now, which wow. I didn't know, and so yeah, I picked yeah. out a cool name that sounded cool. I was like, that sounds like a cool dragon name.
0: <laughs> so the, the first uh, name is Ravo Sashi.
3: Bravo, Sashi! bravos yeah. bravo to his friends.
0: Ravos. I guess. Okay. Nice. yes yeah.
3: I I don't think I told you that in my sure. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I was waiting for the name <laughs> drop. I'm like, don't forget the day drop. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all good. So uh, cool. And then yeah, what else? What, is... what else did you, you use? Yeah, Google. and then
3: I um, you mentioned getting some magic items, and so I said, okay, if this is a rogue cleric who escaped, he'd probably want something to help him. Uh, keep away from whoever's gonna be trying to recapture him or whatever so I gave him um, boots of speed so he can run away really quickly I rolled stats um, in D&D beyond so I got a, a 10 11 a 10 a 10 and then a 15 and a 14 so <laughs> at least I have some good stats which is good um, so he has a cloak of protection because he will just die otherwise because he got bad stats Well, oh, okay stats and then short bow because like uh, a plus one short bow because like Chase said, cool swords are cool, and then you can hit them. And I got for my very rare one a ring of shooting stars, which does cool light tricks, and you can make a big ball lightning thingy. And maybe that's how he blew people up and ran away.
0: Yeah, that's fun. That
3: was that was my character creation because I was like, oh yeah, what could I? I was thinking about a lot of different things too. I saw this cool build someone made of a grave cleric assassin rogue and how they can just like sneak around and get like double damage and stuff i'm like i don't want to play that though because in this setting it's very specific and it's kind of like a solo build and i don't think it would be fun so instead i i saw chase was playing his um his 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 character who i won't spoil i guess and i was like oh this would be cool if i could make my character somehow interact with his so um the order clerics can if they cast a spell on the ally they can use their reaction to make an attack it's like that's cool so that's that's a way you can you know rogues love their bonus action healing word your friend and then they can make an attack and you can still attack with your you know, rogue attack and get your sneak attack damage. So that's kind of where I went. I kind of thought of the build and... It's I kind of metagame-y, I will admit, just because I saw chases already and I thought that would be cool. But I've always wanted to play an inquisitive rogue and I've always wanted to play an order domain cleric. I was like, I'll just mash them up. So that was my process. And then hopefully I'll make up some random voice for him on the spot, as you do. <laughs>
2: I've already... Been practicing my voice and I I, I, I on the drive here.
3: I I was like, Oh, what a good Russian! I was like, A Russian dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to hear your Russian accent, though. I did. (laughs) 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 Um,
2: yeah, I I guarantee you, I will start with this accent and then I will be slipping in and out of it for the rest of the time because I'm maintaining accents, yeah, I know, right? Um, and also. I really hope Lily doesn't listen to this because oh she God. is an insane like accent. She is of, so like, good. Guru. Um, and if she hears me, she wants like, <laughs> she didn't like make fun of me, but I like saying she made fun of me. She made fun of me um, because once I tried to do an English accent and just did an American accent, <laughs> that was like <laughs> and she was, like she was like, Chase, I, I don't like I don't want to say this to be mean, but that was not an English accent. You just did an American accent. Weirdly.
3: It's so <laughs> easy to to shift from one accent to the other. It is. I'm going to yeah. be
2: going from uh, whatever this accent is, which is some sort of British, I think. Yeah. Um, if I do Russian, one. I'll
3: become French, and then I'll become Scottish. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be doing like Scottish, Irish, yeah, vague, vague English,
2: probably weird American. <laughs> So we'll see um, is it my turn? yeah, do, yeah. Do yeah go ahead
1: <laughs>
2: okay um, so yeah my character uh, I had two choices as well uh, my two choices were Fearbolt Fighter or half Elf Artificer I chose the Fearbolt Fighter because again and I hadn't I, I probably played a fighter once I think and I never played a Fearbolt before and that's a shame because I love Fearbolt they're cool Um, and so I was like digging into this the first thing that I usually do um, even before I start like backstory stuff is I look for a subclass that I want to do because oftentimes a subclass kind of ties into the backstory like uh, the subclass I chose for this character uh, was a rune knight fighter a full rune knight fighter uh, 10 levels in fighter um i had never seen the subclass before and as soon as i saw it it just like spoke to me because one i am uh super into like norse mythology and things like that and this the rune rune knight fighter subclasses seems to be very much based on that um two in the rune knight subclass like info description it says that the runes uh the, the runic language that a rune knight uses comes from, like, giants. Uh, like, either you had giant ancestors, or you met a giant who taught it to you. Things who like knew that. knew a
3: giant, who knew a giant. Knew exactly.
2: A giant. <laughs> um, and the Fearbald are giant kin; They're descended from giants. They're, like, half-giant, half-fey. And so I was like, that would make sense for a bull to, like, know this giant runic language. Mm-hmm. Um, I started looking into Fearbulg more, and I discovered that in, like, past editions of D&D. They were initially a monster that was, like, basically just a viking. It was a viking warrior. And, like, I thought that was a cool ju- juxtaposition of, like, today you often see, like, in Critical Role, you... It's hard to find a, an aggressive Fearbulk <laughs> in that show. Um, like, I, I think it was uh... very aggressive, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Prumat, Caduceus Was it Nila? No? I
0: Nila, think it's Nila yeah.
2: um, And They're all like these peaceful forest dwelling people And then like Fight v Firbolg are these Typically peaceful forest dwellers But I was like What if I took that sort of inspiration From the rune knight of Norse mythology And from the Firbolg Like the, the old Firbolg of Norse mythology and kind of stuck with that. Uh and so I basically ended up making like this Druidic Viking uh Fearbulk fighter. Um also side note, which I think is very interesting, in Celtic mythology there is a race called Fearbolk, which I think is where the name comes from. Mm. I don't know why they made them look like Vikings in earlier editions cuz it's Celtic mythology. There were a lot of questionable things in the earlier <laughs> <The> early- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anyways, so my character's name is Avon Blackhand. Um do do I go into like appearance now or do we do that in game?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that's a thing. You know what? Let's uh, as far as appearance, we can do that in game, but like if you want to Okay just describe I like that like yeah the rest of the stuff yeah
2: yeah so uh Avon is like i said a rune knight fighter which means that he has a sword that he can uh inscribe or carve runes into uh that give him different powers and stuff um and so you can choose from like uh the hill rune the storm rune the fire rune the frost rune all these things to give you different buffs different powers that you can use um and he is a fighter i gave him heavy armor because i wanted him to be beefy and so that kind of tied into when i was choosing my magic items first thing i wanted was um a cool sword like i said so i looked <laughs> for her. i like did the filter on dnd beyond uh very a rare weapon type sword um and i found the great sword of sharpness which basically means anytime you hit you you hit with this weapon you maximize the damage dice um so anytime i hit with this weapon it will always be 17 points of slashing damage, and if I crit, it's another 17 points of slashing damage on top of the crit damage. So... Uh... Pretty badass. Yeah. Um, I made a good choice nice with my order click. <laughs> <laughs> this could be awesome. Yeah. Um... Then I got the belt of hill giant strength, which mm. gives me a 21 strength score. Um... And then I poured, like, my my highest like, ability score in a constitution... And made that a twenty uh, because I like again beefy characters that don't die easily. Which is also why I always make the tough feet because I <laughs> I just like don't like low. It's it's or, very yeah. It's good on anyone. Yeah yeah. Um, the reason I mentioned that I gave him heavy armor is because that gives him disadvantage on stealth. Just in case we are doing any stealthing during this game. Um, and also tying into his uh, sort of heritage of being fae. uh and like from the woods I gave him a cloak of elven kind um, which gives you uh, advantage on your stealth checks made to hide um, and it also looks foresty and elfy <laughs> so uh, it, it made sense with this forest
0: dwelling um, gotta think about branding so we'll yeah yeah. Branding your characters Forest exactly. TM
1: yeah.
0: Um,
2: and then I gave him an immovable rod Because I couldn't food. I couldn't pick anything else So <laughs> I was like this seems handy This seems fun um, Yeah I won't go extensively Into his backstory But essentially this guy comes from A uh, tribe Of Furibull in the forest uh, Called the Skogir And Uh, He is part of an order of fighters called um, the Rune Guard. And he was the head of this uh, order of of fighters. And they, you know, use their ancestral uh, runic language to empower their weapons to defend their home and, like, keep out out, outsiders and defend uh, the home from beasts and things like that. Um, A couple of years ago, uh, this Baron was trying, this, like, Goliath Baron was trying to expand his barony and was burning down the forest where this guy's home was. So he took a bunch of his Brute guard fighters to try to, like, intimidate these guys away. Ended up in a fight. He lost to this baron, and the baron burned down his home, uh, leaving him and his tribe to go off to try to find a new home or scatter to the four winds. And so for the past two years, he is... Uh, felt the guilt of letting this happen to his people um, and has been basically trying to build up strength and train himself to face down this Baron again and take his revenge classic revenge story um, that is the story of Avon Blackhand and his specifications when it comes to um, stats and
0: stuff gotcha, gotcha. Um, I usually forget to do this I've, I forgot it like maybe once or twice already but how do you think your characters would have met or where, why there's a connection between your characters? Like, just on the spot. Freestyle. I was
3: just thinking of this. Um, your backstory is, you know, a little bit more than mine. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if maybe uh, your guys just trudging around right now trying to rebuild. My guys probably just run off from a place. Uh, they probably could have just ran into each other and then, you know, I don't know if your guy goes around with the whole group, or... No, he's, that, separate, from, he's, he's separate. separate from the tribe now, yeah. So they could be two Wanderers that just came across each other, and then because of
0: protection, they stayed together. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, we'll go ahead and take a break, and uh, from there we'll see what happens to uh, Ravos and Avon. So, awesome. See- can see the listeners in a couple minutes.
3: Yep. Why do we tell stories? To try to make sense of a world that can be
0: terrifying and enormous. It's Saturday, and unfortunately, there's no D&D tonight. So, with no D&D, your D&D plans, you know, we're all adults, rescheduling happens, uh, Street Fighter 6 comes out, and you kind of lie to your friends, like, oh, I can't make it to D&D, I'm playing Street Fighter. Um, you just decide, uh, you know what, I haven't caught up on some shows, let me let me see what I can binge. So you turn on your TV, and you see, the, of course, the giant list of streaming services, some you're not subscribed to. Uh, some you've never even heard of before and they're all fighting for your attention the sound of Netflix's ba-boom's in your ear and then because that's so like easy to remember you're like, what does the Amazon one sound like? I can't, can't for whatever reason I can't remember what the Amazon one sounds like and then that gremlin, that goblin just on the corner of your To Tubi like, what are you doing here Tubi? like, get out of here But then there's one that catches your attention. Roll for inspiration. You see, it's like D and D TTRPG theme. You're like, what's this one? You click on it, and there's ten different shows to choose from. Uh, And then some of your favorite TTRPG friends have their own shows, or 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 guests, or actors. And you're like, what's going on? What's this? Why not? If anything, I can uh, you know go back to One Piece and catch up with Jake and Ben, and then you know I mean see what's going on in Wano.
2: But then, never catch up with Jake and (laughs)
0: Dan. But then you pick a show called The Dragon Horde, and uh, you click on it, and then screen goes black. The little logo comes on. You hear the roll for inspiration jingle, and then the logo fades away, and the screen stays black. As you hear the sounds of somebody running and breathing hard, you hear this person slam into something wooden, and you're like, "Is that a door?" And there's slamming, slamming, through on the third time. And the camera, you, you can now tell that the camera was in a darkened room. As the door flings open, you see the silhouette of this person with just kind of like blinding lights behind them. Uh, they quickly slam the door and everything goes black again. And you just hear them running through and, and like just trying to get through this room. They're breathing hard, knocking stuff off with like glass shattering. Uh, they slam into something that you're like, is that a... What's going on with all these sounds Are they slam into something? Maybe it's a, a, a wall. You hear them kind of slide down. And you're like, okay, that must have happened. They slam into a the wall, they slide down. And then they're just trying to catch their breath. <sighs> and then when they finally calm down on that last exhale, candles in the room light up. Globules of light. All of a sudden you see as the camera closes in on this man's face. You can tell it's a man. Uh, middle age just looks like, you know world's been tough to him and he's just terrified take it i wasn't going to keep it i swear i wasn't you have to understand the offer was too good i if i would have known it was yours i would have. says another voice hush now my darling in the end you took something that's not yours gifted found or otherwise now be a good lad and tell me where the others are the camera now closes uh closes up on the man's eye as you can tell it's like welling up with tears and in the iris you see the reflection of this figure but because of the tears it's you know kind of like cloudy and you can't really tell but you know there's a person standing over him um and you just you know you hear the defeat in his voice when he says there at the murky sign good says the voice And you can just tell that the eye is now fully crying as light starts to build up. There's this like dull purple and it just continues to grow and grow in brightness. And then the sound of rumbling and crackling and you hear what would be like thunder. And just as the thunder strikes and the string goes white, it, uh, it blends in with the sound of crow feathers as you see feathers flopping and now the cameras on the back of the crow are flying over a village um it's a beautiful late afternoon about the last hour of sunshine just before the skies start to turn a deep orange as the crow flies over cobblestone roads there are sounds of bards busking on street corners the smells of savory and sweet from the different food shops are in the air uh, town folks are bargaining in the market kids are laughing at playing games uh, guards yelling like get out of here kids you're not supposed to be playing here! And then laughing and then running away from the guards. The crow lands on a perch, uh, set up for her in a patio, uh, of a tavern called the Murky Sign. And then out walks a male orc. He's tall, muscular, bald, has a tiny pencil mustache, and he's got, like, you know, the common, like, dress shirt and sleeves rolled up. The, the cliche, like, tavern bar towel over his, like, shoulder that, you know, he just pretends to clean glasses even though he's not really doing anything. Um... And he walks up to, uh, the bird. Ah, there she is! Hello, my pretty! Uh, oh, let me get you something to eat! As he turns around and heads back into the, uh, the tavern, the camera comes off of the, the crow and onto his shoulder as he opens the door, and it's a smaller tavern. Um, and you can, uh, see that it's it's filled, uh, even though it's, you know, there's Bard in the corner, plucking tune, people laughing, drinking, eating. Uh, he heads over to, uh... Uh, the front where he's serving drinks and stuff like that The, uh, the bar table And as he does, the camera kind of slowly pans off of him And kind of goes, like, to an aerial shot Going straight down at the table As he kind of, like, knocks on the table and says I'm so sorry, my friend I've got one more thing to do before Before I serve you, but I Trust me, you and your friends First rounds on the house Uh, just as soon as I get back And then the camera pans back up to reveal A dragonborn Amethyst dragonborn Uh, who all of a sudden the camera kind of like does like a freeze frame on them. And kind of like a cool pose as they're waiting uh at the you know, the bar table or whatever. And uh everything in the background goes black and white, but they're still in color, and they kind of like zoom out a little bit closer as their name uh is emblazoned on the screen next to them. Uh was it Ravo f- Sashi? Ravosashi. Sashi. Ravo Sashi. So that pops up. And then what I need from you, Ben is kind of like a Guy Ritchie, Quentin Tarantino, action-packed, three-scene montage that shows Ravel Sashi from when he started to something the cool that he does in between and then how he met his uh, partner and what led them to the tavern. Ooh, ooh, fun.
3: Uh, I think you see him in a dark dungeon, uh, alone, staying in a line, working and manual labor just mindlessly working until a spark catches his eye until that spark becomes an explosion of him escaping from this temple and he's seeing these uh, clerical guards chasing after him rain and sweat just pouring on him Uh, a hood comes up over his head and as as it zooms in on him and then as he turns you see that hood turn and his friend uh, uh, furbulg is there with him going through the forest Uh, more equipped and stronger for it.
0: Awesome. And then, so as that last (laughs) scene plays out, you you see like a and we come back to Rabo Sashi as he's just heard, oh, first round's on us, I'll get to you as soon as I can. Uh, I guess at this point you would turn back, head to your table at the back of the tavern where you meet your friend and you would maybe say...
3: I would say, wouldn't I? Yeah. Um... (laughs) I was so I was so in it I was just like story um, yeah I gotta say your cinematic openings are always yeah. day oh, they're always, always you, top you. tier <laughs> sorry so am I talking to
0: you're talking to Adrian. Chase or the
3: bartender guy
0: uh, if you want to talk to the bartender but at this point you're kind of like forget you've got the information so if you head back to your table at some point you're going to get a free round of drinks
3: alright so I will join my comrade back at the table that's french already (laughs) we're not doing that um (laughs) i love that please this is new
2: fantasy accent this this culture actually switches between two accents as this oh my
3: goodness he's he's french russian he's french yeah there you go he's he's russian yeah i mean it's it's like the uh the russians in the ballet okay no music history um (laughs) oh goodness i have to Focus. If they're bringing us drinks soon. Lucky day for to us. Drink. Right.
2: Well, I'm pretty sure I've already fucked up my accent. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's okay. Mine was fucked before I even started.
2: <laughs> Did you order for me? Does it know what I want? No. Well,
3: Nobody knows. I I'll anything
0: and then as you, you say uh you'll have anything uh yeah the camera fully cuts as the you know the, I'd imagine the camera would have been on Ravos kind of like talking like like he's talking past the the camera and then turns to to Aven and uh same thing everything in the background goes black and white your character's the only thing in color as it kind of seems like they pop out a little bit more uh the name uh Aven you know flashes on the screen um, and then we actually—I forgot to say this—we zoom into your eye as uh, the the montage of three scenes where they were, where they are, and how they got to where they are now pops up. And if you would describe that uh, to the listeners,
2: sure. So I guess first I can describe even uh, as a mental.
0: Yeah, language. definitely. Um, Should have done that, huh? <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll use this as my opportunity to try to perfect my accent, uh, going for it. Um, Aven Blackhand is tall, even by old standards. Standing at eight foot five with broad shoulders and a muscular physique, he strikes an imposing figure. The short fur that covers his body is ashen gray, which shifts to a charcoal black the further it gets to his hand. A gen- genetic feature that has become his family's namesake, Blackhand. He wears a set of chainmail mottled with reddish-brown of early rust, and over top, a green and brown cloak of elven make, which an observer would find reminiscent of the forest. He has long black hair, tied half in a braid, and a beard that comes to a point at his chin. He also carries around with him a large sword on his back, the handle hewn from two intertwining branches, and the blade carved with four wounds. We see this man in a camp surrounded by men with blades, a bloody battle, and a baron, a large goliath in fine nobleman's clothing, wielding a wicked-looking black blade. They face off against each other, seemingly evenly matched. The goliath has more experience, and he strikes him down. He wakes up to the smell of smoke, and rushes home to find his home burning. We switch to another scene later on, where he's facing off against a wyvern, out in the wilderness, Strikes the wyvern down, cuts its head off, and you see a glowing rune in his blade, as... Let me see what my runes do. (laughs) (laughs) As. As. Suspension. Lightning covers the blade and strikes down on the wyvern, along with his blade severing its head. And then you see him prancing through the forest. Along with his new dragonborn friend, happily taking <laughs> barely along. Now at a tavern, getting free drinks.
0: Um. Ben, actually, if you, I I just realized I can edit this. So if you want to give me the description yeah. of uh, Ravos, and then I'll Ravos. just cut I'll cut it and put it at the beginning.
3: Yeah, of course. Ravos. Um, am I supposed to do this in accent as well? Ravos is wearing cape, mm, leather, dark mm, brownish. Uh, on his back, as well, uh, bow, arrow, s- mm, short sword, breastplate armor to protect, uh, as well, mm, his hair coming from his face, a normal purple going down into scales, uh, darkening into a black edge along his back, um, but from beneath the scales also a dark hair that combines um into a ponytail i'm (laughs) so broken (laughs) he has a ponytail pretty much that comes down that is pretty short (laughs) for the for the listener's sake i'm just gonna explain it normally i'll go into go into it it's what you get for now um pretty much he's wearing uh a, a breastplate for armor with a cloak, he's kind of trying to keep everything contained, but also optimal for, for whatever he has to do. Um, dark clothing to kind of go with his purple exterior uh, skin color, as well as his scales that kind of go and glisten into a darker sheen. Um, yeah, he's, he's pretty kind of... Aragorn, um, is the best way I can describe it. He's ready to go and venture and like stay undercover where he can, especially
0: after traveling with Avon. Awesome. Um, yeah, so you've got a little bit of time before you know the, you see the furball grab like some kind of little bag or something, like then you see him head right back outside. So you've got a little bit of time before uh he comes back and gets you something to drink. Is there anything you'd want to talk about or RP?
2: So, have we just met, or do we know each other? Because me, as Chase, doesn't know a whole lot about Ravos. <laughs> <And like, laughs> all I know is, like, you broke out of a prison, I think? Well, and like
3: a, uh, it was more like a weird cult. Oh, <laughs> like a,
2: okay.
3: Yeah, because he's a cleric, so he, brought up, he broke out of the weird temple. Uh, so what was it
2: like in that cult?
3: Uh, you know, honestly, lots of it was not me they just tell you to do something and you must listen a lot of it was manual labor and then being told what is right and that things must be a certain way so i did something different than they said and everything exploded from there i have lots to thank you for Uh, you've taught me much now that i've been out if, if this man was not buying our drinks I would give you everything I could In return
2: Well, what would you do that? You owe me a drink mm. later on that believe. Do you At do least expl- one. You do explosions
3: a lot? <clears throat> is that sort of thing with me? Not as much as I'd wish Good I'm not I'm not a
2: Not a fan of fire
3: Sometimes quieter is much easier
2: Okay. I don't know what that means, but sure. That sounds good.
0: Mm-hmm. I said you would take a note that the bartender's already come back in. Um, and, uh, yeah, any, 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 anything else? Or? I
2: think Aiden is just sort of playing with his blade, the tip in the ground, and, like, leaning it back and forth, twisting it around in his hand.
3: Waiting yeah, and I think head. seeing seeing him do that uh, Ravos takes one of his blades out and just pretends to, you know, do something that's something similar and just checking <laughs> his gear. <laughs> nice. Because, <laughs> like, that's what he's supposed to do.
0: So then, yeah, so I would say, you know, there's a bard playing. You can hear other conversations. You guys probably have things you bring up about the road and whatnot. And at this point, you hear the ding, 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 ding. As somebody walks in and you look at the front door and you see that there's a really fancy-dressed tabaxi. Uh kind of has like that savannah cat kind of coloring of fur um and uh just has like a whole vibe to them like not like they're like a like rich or or something like that but you you get like a vibe of like this person looks really put together he's kind of like quickly scanning seats are taken seats are taken see up and he looks and he sees oh well there's like a eight foot tall person that stands out with a dragonborn and wouldn't you know there's like a seat or two empty and so just beelines it towards you, and he's like, Caballeros, caballeros, es un placer conocerles, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, if I may introduce myself, my name is Boldbite of the Binding Wild Clan, and I see that you're one of the only tables with a seat. May I join you?
2: Sure, not no problem.
0: Okay, uh, you know what? I come bearing gifts, and he turns to the bartender, who's already prepping uh, drinks for you, and says, Hey, siege! Oh, uh, I'm sorry you don't speak to Ah, Can you bring us some drinks, please, Silge? And then he sits down with you and he's, Ah, well, I am Bolpite, my friends. Who are you? Uh,
2: I'm Aven. I'm Blackhand.
0: Aven, Aven, it's a pleasure to meet you. And, and you, my friend. Yes, Aven. Not Aemon. <laughs> Not Aemon. Aemon, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I guessed <laughs> it. He's, he's magic. And you, my friend. My name is
3: Bravo, Sashi Sepik. You can call me Ravos.
0: Ravos, Ah I like that. This is very good. Uh, and Silch so comes and brings her first round and then he you know tells him like, Oh, I bring the area them something. So okay well I'll get the next one after this one. Um one well, of my friends you I say f- your name again. Bold bite. Bold bite. Bold bite. Ha yeah, sorry bold bite. bold, bold. bite. Bold Bold bite. Bold bite, yes. Yes, 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 bold bite. No I- one ball. It's a tall. No, yeah, no, not a, not bald, but a bold. Yes, the mm-hmm. B O L D, I believe, is in common. I was going to say you have quite a bit of fur on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, bald. <laughs> you thought it was bald bite. No, that would be funny. I, I might change my name if I, you know, old age, the fur comes off. Bald bite is a good oh. name. You know?
2: Oh, uh, I know very well. And uh, <laughs> Avon shows his right arm, which is completely furless because it's burned um, aye, aye, aye.
0: all the way I up to his neck. As a person with fur, I my condolences. I'm sorry that you used this fur. It's uh, uh, all a sign. Well, my friends, I... Uh, let's see. Uh, I would like to present you with a game, because who doesn't like games with are drink? Uh, and he will reach into his bag, and he produces a ruby the size of like his hand, and puts it on the table. He reaches in his bag again and pulls out like kind of like a wrapped hard candy, like, you know, imagine like a Jolly Rancher or something. And then reaches in one last time and pulls out a deck of cards and lines them up in, in front of you and so says, like, Now, my friends, the game begins. Which one, of, which one of these three items is the most valuable?
3: Can, I, can the Ravels actually look at this man and get an idea of these guys like trying to Pull something on us. Yeah, you want to do there a perception. A guy behind us. Yeah,
0: perception. I What's guess? that? Perception? perception. Yeah. Or insight, I guess. I don't know, whichever one. Ooh,
3: I, I I would pick insight if I could. Yeah, go for insight. Uh, I rolled a
0: twelve, so that's a twenty-three. <laughs> okay, twenty-three. <laughs> um, yeah, and in insight you just get the the. That this guy is just really entertaining, like he's just like one of those guys who can go places to just make friends easily. Um, I would say with the insight though, you're pretty sure that this is like one of those trick questions. Like obviously, the ruby is a decoy because you you'd mm. see and you'd be like, yeah, ruby. Obviously, it's huge. It's got to be worth a bunch of gold. But then what's the deal with the canning of deck of cards? Mm. Um,
3: I will. I will. I think Ravo Sashi from going uh, just kind of staring at the man and then. He kind of brightens up and says, Ah, it's a game! And he stands up, and I'm going to put my body in between him and the things he put down really quick as I kind of go to pick one. And I'm going to try to pocket the ruby and pick something up and distract him with it. And um, I'm going to pick the... Was it cards you said?
0: Yeah, there's cards.
3: I'll pick up the cards after trying to pick pocket the ruby and sing. I think this will run! Yes. And I'll put it in front of him. The cards... Mm.
0: Oh, why would the cards be more valuable? Wait, where's the ruby? There was a ruby here, the size of my hand. I don't mm-hmm. see. Did it fall on the floor? And <laughs> he looks on the floor. I waiting. don't know. It must be gone.
2: Was, wasn't very discreet, rather. Not your best. Yeah.
0: Friend.
3: Yes. Well, he said what is valuable. Now it is valuable.
0: Uh, well, you, my friend, uh, Aven. Which one did you think was the most valuable? Well,
2: I come from a self-sufficient society. Though has no use with jewels and gold. It's a very new thing for me in the past few years. (sighs) Candy is... Temporary. Consumable. Deck of cards can last you a long time. Have fun with your friends. Maybe win a few gambles.
0: I go with the deck of cards. Mmm, that's very, very good. Now, my friend, I know that you pocketed my uh, ruby. You can have it. Mm. I was going to give it to you anyways, which is very funny that you took it before I could give it to you as a gift, so... I, I, yeah I was trying to make a joke it. okay <laughs>
3: I'll put it back on the camera low. no and he'll he like so he'll take it to you low he's low. like no
0: no my friend this is a gift for you here take it yes it's pretty outside We watch I'm, I'm telling down. you this is worth like probably like a couple thousand gold it's yours and he throws it to you now so you have to take it he's like so yes the ruby is the most valuable at first sight, yes but then the cards yes. you could keep the cards for years and make money gambling, this is true. And, and in time, you would surpass the price of the ruby. But the biggest valuable thing here is the candy. Because the candy is the favorite treat of a troll who guards a entrance to a cave. And inside the cave is a treasure chest that when you open it, the value of gold never depletes the more that you take out. So as long as the troll is, you know, uh, distracted with the candy, You can fill as many, I don't know, bags, uh, bags of holding, whatever you can carry before he finishes the candy, because if he finishes the candy, then he's going to kill you. But do you understand what I'm saying? It's the most valuable. So, with that being said, he opens the candy and pops it in his mouth. How would you all like to play a card game, huh? Three Dragon empty? Sound fun? Uh, First, why wouldn't you just kill the troll and
2: just take the chest for yourself? That sounds like the more reasonable.
0: I am just one gato, my friend. I can't take on the whole troll, but I can distract him with a candy.
2: I'm just saying there's a flaw in your logic.
0: No, no, there's not, because as long as I keep bringing him candy, I keep getting more money Why from the end. Why not bring ch- multiple candy? Why just one? Well, yeah. Yeah, what I sometimes do bring multiple candy. Depends on what I got on hand. He, he only likes a certain him. kind Is of candy. This- it's a raspberry.
2: This Is this a real troll, or are you
0: just fucking with us? There will only be one way to find hey, out. Three Dragon Andy. Three Dragon Anti! Hey, about drink. See <laughs> And And, uh, yeah, you guys start playing uh, a game of, uh, yeah, Three Dragon Card ante. Uh Actually, I put that the, the ruby's actually worth 3,000 gold. So I don't know if you're interested in putting that in your thing, but you get the <laughs> ruby worth 3,000 gold. going right. to have a whole lot of time to spend that gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've got exactly <laughs> like two and a half hour. Uh, <laughs> so then as you guys are playing, he's like, oh, would you mind if I smoke my pipe? And he pulls out a pipe and... whether you liked it or not he already has it lit and so he's smoking he's playing you guys are having a good time uh not necessarily playing for coin but you know there's some games you win some games you don't so you're kind of building a rapport with him um but at a certain point like kind of like in the middle of like you know the having fun and laughing and drinking uh you both look down at your cards and you've already gotten accustomed to what they look like the numbers the patterns and all that stuff uh, and instead of seeing all of that you see like black smudge marks like it's like dripping on the cards and you hear Bold Boldbite say my, my friends are you okay something the matter and as you look up from your cards you can see that like yeah your vision is like doubling there's like three cats all of a sudden now in front of you kind of hazy uh, everything is going black and then uh, you guys are out cold and I'll need you guys to make perception checks for me. Where are you? Ooh. A card drugged.
3: I think I have. Do I have I rolled a 14? I, uh, I rolled a six.
0: <laughs> a six.
3: A yeah, fourteen for me.
0: Fourteen. Okay. Um I'll say with a six, uh when Avon comes to, it's just like kind of like I. You feel there's something over your face. You feel that you're tied up to a chair somehow. Um, and they accounted for, like, your strength because it feels, like, really secure. Um, it's up to you if you want to, like, try to get out of it or anything in, in a moment. But as of right now, you can just, with the six, you kind of get the feeling that, like, they were ready for you. When um, you said a 12 or 14? 14. 14. Uh, same thing. You know, there's, like, a black bag over your head. You're tied up. Um I would say you would kind of get the sense of like, um, like the ambient noises. Like you know, you're not in the tavern anymore. The way this sounds sounds like really confined. So wherever they put you in is probably in a secure place. Um, and at this point, I'll ask: Is there anything you would want to do? Talk to each other? Do are, any we're, roles?
3: We're we're begged, but beside each other, pretty
0: much. Yes. Um. And I'll say with a 14. Let's say like you're kind of like hello, you know, kind of like are you there? Uh, you would get the. F- the sense that um, Avon is behind you, and just the way it sounds, it's, it almost sounds like you guys are back-to-back, but at a distance.
3: You know, mm-hmm. Avon, I think that yeah. cat would make great rug. <laughs> I happen to agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think
2: the, the fucker pulled a fast one on us. Mm, I think so. This well, is a common thing that happens. Have you ever been tied up in the dark room before? Because I haven't. That's like half my backstory. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really gotta get to know you all. Me too. It sounds <laughs> Uh Are
0: our hands tied? Yes, you're tied to the chairs. So if um, if you want to get out of it or not, it's up to you guys. You guys can make some rolls for it, or...
3: Yeah, I'd like to make a roll. I'd, I'd like to try and I see if I like. can use any of my, like, dragonborn scales to help trying to like rub against
0: it sure if I can um, um what are you thinking like sleight of hand to like try to use that um yeah if if that works yeah um yeah unless There's, you've got yeah, anything I else you can convince you like. me you want to use um
3: I feel like he would he would try something sneaky and trying to yeah
0: yeah okay
3: um That's I good. would like oh yeah you go first um I rolled sleight of hand you said sure uh
0: numbers based on what they I mean 28 freaking rogue <laughs> yeah you're again. a freaking rogue uh <laughs> yeah how do you get loose from these ropes that are tying you up
3: i think he has sharpened one of the scales on his arm and just for s- situations like these and he just starts rubbing it against it um and just kind of like Chink, and just comes out of it just because he one of he, the fears you you asked us to build in he does not like being captured um, are, are contained in any sense. so he's probably thought about this. And gotcha. so I'll, I'll free myself and then free Avon as soon as I can as well.
2: Sure. Well, I think I su- like right as you're freeing yourself, um, Avon is going to use giant's might, which Ooh, I don't remember. Do. I, I think that comes from the rune Knight thing. Uh, as a bonus action, you magically gain the following benefits, which last for one minute. If you are smaller than large, you become large. So Aven grows three more feet than he already is. <laughs> nice. Uh, he also has advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. So if him just growing bigger doesn't break him out of its bindings automatically, uh, I would like to make a strength saving throw to. Pull yeah,
0: him no, I would say just describe what it would look like the Incredible Hulk out of these ropes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So Aven, who's already eight foot five, has a strength of twenty one. And is just this super built fucking Firbolg. Uh, grows three feet in height. His muscles sort of bulge. You see veins like poking through the fur on his skin and the bindings around his wrists as his wrists just get like fucking thick. <laughs> Two C's. Uh, <laughs> Two C's, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Tense, And you see every single strand slowly snapping one by one until he just rips them apart behind his back. Takes the bag off of his head. Stands up and stretches. Nice. Here I thought I needed to
1: help.
0: Um, yeah. Right, and I'll right. say as like, yeah, you free yourselves and you see, you know, you take the bag off. You see that you're in this room uh, that's like a cave. Like, it's just like this cave room somehow. There's like torches on the corners of the uh, the walls. Uh, he
3: was the troll along. <laughs> It was the trolls we meet along the
0: way. Uh, Yeah, it was the trolls we meet along the way. Um I will say you guys are kind of like in this area here, kind of like in the middle, uh, towards the back of the cave room. Um you will notice though that like where you were sitting, uh so you're kind of back to back, but in between, so that way you're not touching back to back, is kind of like a little circular table, and on the circular table is a hourglass. Um And then the other thing you'll notice is down over here, which would be the only entrance. uh, So towards the south side of this map that I've got for you guys there. um, The only entrance is a very kind of like... uh, Beautiful, ornate, wooden red door. That definitely doesn't fit here because it's the only entrance and exit. But it feels like kind of like just this like crude... You're in some crude dugout cave hole room. And then all of a sudden a fancy door is there. And then you also notice that there's like kind of like a, you know, handle to open the door, but underneath it is a lock kind of like, you know, like your regular like deadbolt type locks. Um, and as you're like kind of surveying the room, you see that you see the hourglass, um, you notice that the lock starts changing and it makes like kind of like a chunk, chunk, chunk noise as it's doing it. And there's like a color pattern on top of it. So it goes from like, uh, blue to black to red to Pink to yeah, it's pink, and then at pink, the door opens and in walks like kind of like a young man. Um, can you guys give me uh either a history check or an arcana check? Whichever you get stronger,
2: uh, yeah. I also arcana want to point out history. this is straight up house moving castle, shit. it is
0: 100%. <laughs> it well, for uh trademark uh stuff, it's uh, it's not house moving castle because but it is. Unless
3: you want a sponsor. Oh, uh, yes. And then which case? Unless,
0: yeah, the estate of Diane Wynn Jones or uh, uh, Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli want a sponsor. It is. It is Wolf's Mobile we Fortress. Yeah, Wolf's Mobile <laughs> Fortress, yeah.
3: Big Bite Edition.
2: We need, to, we need to make a hungry spell called Wolf's Mobile powers. Yes.
0: So, yeah, we're going to have Speak to Where Dad it, and it, uh, uh, so what did you guys roll oh shit nat 20 nat Damn, I got a 12. 20 okay nat
2: 20 uh, plus zero wait what <laughs> plus zero. uh oh, <laughs> um,
0: oh, this will this will work though because uh, with a nat 20 you know how like you don't have to necessarily be into sports to know who a certain superstar is like you're like I've never watched a basketball game in my life but I would know Shaquille O'Neal is Michael B. Jordan <laughs> yeah. No, the other Michael Jordan, uh, the one from uh, Space Jams. You'd be like, that's a Space Jam guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mean- Raphael Nadal. That's yeah. point guard in yes. the game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, so in that kind of aspect of like, I may not I may not know the wor- the wizarding world, but with a Nat 20, you're like, there's no shadow of a doubt that that is the great wizard Jenkins. Uh Jenkins. Yes, the Great Wizard Jenkins, <laughs> who sometimes has I a shift. <laughs> yeah, it's also castle. A, the House yeah. Of and you would also know that he needs to report to the castle as Jenkins and Pendragon. Uh so that's the biggest problem he has <laughs> with his life right now. Uh but yeah, you would know like right away, like you'd see the blonde hair that's like down to his neck, the like perfectly manicured bowl above his uh forehead, uh the fancy uh like pirate flowing shirt. Uh, the jewels and gems on his neck and earrings. And then, of course, the, the coat that he wears, kind of like a cape on him that's pink with the like gray diamonds on the front. And uh, he walks in, he's like, wow, honestly, I'm kind of impressed that you got out before I even was able to come in and talk to you all. i um, me to look at you and kind of looks at you guys up and down. Yeah, um, I don't see this working, to be honest with the two of you. Uh, but there's only one way to find out for certain. Uh, so you're already free from your constraints. Oh,
2: wait, wait a moment. Are you the Great Wizard, Jake?
0: I am. The, you recognize me. I am the Great oh, Wizard. Oh, he I is.
2: I am a, I'm an enormous fan.
0: Could I catch your, your, your autograph? Well, i sorry.
2: I don't want to act like a fan.
0: No, I, it happens, it happens I, I, a lot. I, it happens, I, I, a, happens a lot. A You'd a be surprised.
2: I, you, I saw what you did at the Great Tower.
0: I, I saw what you did in the Battle of the, the Four Armies. Yes. I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of your work. Ah, you know, it's great when you run into people that knows your work. Um you know what? I can make you a promise. If uh, everything works out, I'll give you an autograph. Um until yeah, then. Sweet. Yeah, until then, uh you're you're kind of uh you'll see. Uh best of luck to the both of Robert. you. Bravos,
2: don't fuck this up for me, okay? Oh. This is the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. This is the
3: greatest <laughs> <We have to. laughs> of don't, don't fuck <laughs> this up. <laughs> we're onto something. Screw that infinite <laughs> gold. That autograph is worth so much more. It's still, so I went Scottish. I was
0: um. lying. I'm not a fan at all. I just know he's famous, and I want to get so much fucking gold out of this guy. <laughs> Um. Yeah. You you just notice that the Great Wizard Jenkins actually like, looks like he kind of feels bad about what's about to happen because he's like, I don't really meet fans this often. <laughs> um. And then like he takes his hand and magically turns, and as he turns his hand, uh, the hourglass lifts up, turns and lands back down. The sand starts going, and he says, "Well, my friends, best of luck." And you see him walk back out the door because he he's pretty much just talking through like with the door open, closes the door, the. Dial turns from pink to blue to green to black, um, and now you're in this room.
2: All right, so the hourglass is going. How fast does it look like it's going? I would how say just like a.
0: Do, yeah. I would say it looks like a normal, like you know the the sand is flowing normally, and I would say so.
2: It's an It's an hourglass. Hourglass. Yeah, like yeah. It's hourglass.
0: not like a special one or, or anything else like that.
2: It's not like the one you get in Pictionary.
0: <laughs> yeah where you're like oh my god uh, and then you blink out because you're, yeah, you're looking at the sand and you're like oh, I don't have enough time to do the picture oh yeah so no it just looks like a regular time hourglass and
2: alright oh, yeah. so I think what we have to do is find a way out of this cave it looks like that door's the only way so easy enough bust through the door it's probably some magic door but I'm sure if we break it everything will work out just fine Bravo Cool. I take out my sword and I go and slash at the door.
0: Um, I'll say as you start drawing your sword, uh, both of you roll me perception checks with advantage. Ooh, advantage. That's a one. So good,
2: because the first, the first <laughs> one was a one for me. too okay,
3: Here we go. No, we're way. on the same page.
0: <laughs> Two nat ones. What'd you
3: roll? Uh, the second one me? was a seventeen, a ten plus seven. Mine. I rolled a
0: natural ten. <laughs> 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 what the fuck?
2: Uh, mine is... What is my perception? Uh, 14.
0: So 14 is 17. Um, I will say, you pull your sword out. Uh, what do you... Do you prepare anything, Ravos? Um, before heading to the door?
3: I think he would keep a dagger on hand, but because there's nothing really out there, it would just be more of a tool.
0: Okay. Um... Ravos, as you're, like, pulling out your thing, thinking, like, okay, if he's gonna slash, how can I help out? Um, you hear a voice uh, that maybe brings, like... just sets you on edge as you just hear, Ah, Brother Ravosashi, I finally found you! Oh, we've been looking for you for a long time, my brother! And you hear this from behind you. What do you do?
3: Even I might not be able to not find this up. One second. And I'm going to turn around, Um, and as soon as I see someone, I'm just going to throw that dagger straight at that voice.
0: Um, yeah, you would see probably, uh, maybe a face you've seen before at the temple, but not necessarily know their name. Uh, you would know they're probably higher up in the chain of command. And as you throw the dagger, somehow they magically, like, just... It goes past them, you know what I mean. They kind of like skid out of the way, and they yeah, move right flanky. back. And they're like, yeah. "Now, brother Rabosashi, you know very well our tenements, and you know that throwing daggers or hurting anybody at a higher ranker than you is means for punishment."
3: Oh, I've—I'll mm, show you higher punishment. Do I?
0: Are they? See? Yeah, okay. Uh. <laughs> no you don't it looks like he turned around and threw a dagger at the wall and is talking to himself
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to shrug and keep walking towards the door
0: <laughs> um, as you shrug and start walking towards the door you start noticing your shadow starts growing and it's almost like there's light and then by the way it's moving it looks like fire too much fire to be giving your shadow this much and you start smelling wood burning, and the sound of crackling, and your friends and family shouting, and then just a laugh. <laughs> he
2: he kind of takes a deep breath, he and it just his shoulders. It's just, and his then he do that deep <laughs>
0: breath, it's just smoke. Can
2: I look around for the source of the laughter?
0: Uh, sure. Uh, give me a perception check.
2: Uh, 17.
0: 17. I would say with a 17, because you see the fire kind of illuminating, uh, like, you know, you know it's behind you. So I would say Avan turns around real quick and just sees Ravos (laughs) yelling at the wall, or like growling at the wall. But then you hear the voice again. Um, did you really think... Did you really? And just—it sounds like it's right behind you now. Did you just really think you you would get to keep it all? I'm a baron, and then you would turn around and you would see that the Goliath is behind you, Baron um, Hillborn, and is just grinning as can. I took it all from you and your family. It's all mine now. Why are you still fighting? I'll take everything from you, Hillborn.
2: I've been waiting for this day for a very long time, and I will try to take a swing at
0: it. Yeah, roll and attack.
2: Okay. See? See? Ooh, that's a, that is very good uh, actions. Uh, holy shit, I have a plus nine to hit. That's a 27 to hit.
0: Damn, yeah, roll some damage.
2: <laughs> I don't have to roll because it's automatic. Oh, that's right, it's automatic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it like, 17? 17 points of slashing damage, and it is a magic weapon, in fact.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, You see that... Describe to me how you take this swing.
2: Yeah, so uh, his hand is trembling, but he already has a sword drawn because he was going to chop down the door. And uh, the tip was just kind of dragging along the ground because the sword stays sharp no matter what you do to it. And so his hand is sort of trembling. And as he says, um, I've been waiting for this day for a very long time. He grips the, the handle as tightly as he can and just swipes directly up the middle of this visage of Hillborn's
0: body. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So then as you like split up, you, like, so I'm saying you're going in the skull and everything else, right? Um, yeah, his, his like head kind of like splits open, uh, but where like, I guess, like muscle and blood and tissue uh it's like liquefied gold. And then still kind of talking to you through like like you know, like this weird voice <laughs> never get rid of me! Never! <laughs> and it starts melting into gold into a puddle on the ground. Uh what do you guys want to do now? As this kind of like end of turn happens. I think we'd jump back to Ravos as brother, brother, come back. You're a lost sheep. Come back to the fold. We'll straighten you out, trust me. It's for your own good. Is is so how's the
3: lighting in here? Cause I don't have dark vision. Um,
0: um it's it's well in the, like you've got the four uh four torches, okay, so they're There's, big. there's, yeah, there's, there's light, okay. yeah, you can tell who this is. Hmm. Um do I get the
3: sense so how <laughs> do I don't want to change. Can I see, like, when I threw that dagger at him, that something's amiss, or do I just think, like, I gotta get this
0: guy? Uh, I would say, would you rolled a fourteen, right? Yeah. Yeah, with the fourteen, guy. with the fourteen, you're pretty sure, like, your worst fear of like them coming and catching you is it's right. showing up um and then i'll say as like maybe ravos is uh, like kind of taking the moment to be like is this real is this not it has to be real like how this has to be a setup right. right they tied us up and everything else right um you would also hear like maybe from like your left and right all of a sudden there's two other members and they've got like you know stuff to tie you up with and chains and stuff like that so now there's another two oh, that damn. just show up Oh damn
3: i think seeing that i would instinctively jump backwards and kind of take the flank of Avon, since he's so big and use him almost as like a, a partial cover to sneak and try to hide and then ready my bow and just take pot shots at that terrible voice.
0: Uh yeah, you want to take some um some attacks at it. Yeah, this
3: one. Okay. Um should I roll for sneaky sneak for hiding? Um see if I can get uh sneak attack.
0: Yeah, why not? Actually, you know what? I will say, uh, Aven is already in giant form, so I would say it looks like you like maybe like you know that like those things in like movies where they show like a tree or something and it looks like a person like walks by and then all of a sudden they're, they're gone. They don't show up yeah. the other side. That's what it looks like. You walked behind. That's the and, goal. Yeah, perfect.
3: So okay. and then so however I'll, you want to shoot against the creepy guy. Oh, you know what? Let me throw some guys on. Bow.
0: I'll throw some guys on the board just so we have
3: them. Um, that's a. Nine plus. Let's I also have, have a plus nine to hit. Let's see, there's that. That's, so that's a um, an eighteen. I think is how math works. Eight. Yeah, eighteen to hit.
0: Eighteen will hit, and then I'll save guys. Let's say like that's the main guy right there, and then this is the other guy over here. I think I'll just make him small, just so he's different. Look
3: at those goblins. <laughs> For those then, who cannot see, there's little goblins. There's on little
0: hand. goblins that I'm putting in just so that we have a visual of what's happening. Uh, but yeah, so. You got one, f- one in front, one behind, um, and then I will just say like, uh, since you're heading to the door, um, chase your guy's over here. But now he's, you know, he's dead, yeah. or he's a puddle of gold, molten gold. He's a puddle of gold. Just so you have to show where everything is at, and then, yeah, so you took your shots, um, 18 hits, drill damage.
3: Yeah, so it is. Um... It is a 1 that I rolled on the dice, plus 5 is 6, and then sneak attack damage
0: is a number. Uh, I was like 4d6 or 40 six. 40 46. <laughs> 46 sneak damage. You rolled the attack, you rolled. You're rolling sneak damage right now, right? So did you get that? Yes, I believe it was 14. So 14 plus 6? Yes. Okay, yeah, so you and you're shooting your cross no short am
3: shooting worst nightmare.
0: Worst nightmare. Okay, so face. what does that look like?
3: Um I think like we were saying before, he kind of just disappears from sight walking behind Avon, and then appears like on his shoulder and there's like a glint from the arrow uh, cuz and he just kind of shoots where you would not expect an arrow to come from and just shooting it straight at that horrible voice guy.
0: Uh, cool. Yeah, so I would say, like, as maybe they were tracking you, they see, like, oh, he's running behind his, like, you know, big friend to hide. And then next thing they know, there's an arrow flying from the back of... Yeah, from
3: above. Cause, yeah, because yeah,
0: <laughs> he's still pointing towards the door. So it looks like from his back, an arrow shoots and, like, run run, shoot. hits him right in, the, in between the eyes. And he's like... Ugh! And then you see, instead of blood dripping down his forehead, it's like liquid gold just kind of, like, falling. And then he kind of falls down. And then the other two like, Blasphemy! Blasphemy! We gotta get him! Uh, Which now brings us back to uh, Avon. As you see this melting thing behind you, um... You hear the voice laughing behind you again. (laughs) It's gonna take more than that, you rotten furball! And then... Yeah. He's, he's,
2: um, I think Avon with like molten gold dripping from his blade uh, looks up just like at this ceiling vaguely and goes is this how you treat your fans? They're getting so cancelled after this and he turns around and tries to look for uh, whatever molten visage of the Baron
0: there is. Um, yeah as you turn so, around uh, he's just standing there and uh, the same thing you remember seeing him on that fateful day that you fought it's identical uh down to even maybe like smudge marks from where he's been going through the burning woods and stuff like that and then he just looks at you and like starts drawing his sword at this point
2: can i make a wisdom saving throw um to see if with this visage of fire around him and the exact visage of Baron Hilborn on the day that everything went down, if he can, like, keep it together enough to, like, think straight rather than just
0: attack. Sure, yeah. Give me a wisdom save. Um, let's say... Uh, do you think this would be difficult for him to concentrate? That's why you want to do this role?
2: I think so. Okay. Um, it, like... I'd say it's a toss-up whether he could, because it's pretty obvious that this isn't Baron Hillborn.
0: Oh, okay, so, I see what you're saying. Then why don't we do? But it's
2: also like, yeah.
0: Why don't we do like just a, a D20, and then kind of like the one through ten, you fail; eleven through twenty, you succeed.
2: Okay, I did just roll, and I rolled a
1: fourteen.
0: Hey, hey! All right, yeah. So you you know you know this is this is a trick. This is this is something else. Uh, you start thinking about. What are the things you're afraid of? Um, fire and Hillborn. And then you start thinking about like why you're afraid of these things. Because it's not like... You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's not like, ah, spiders, I gotta run. It's like a deeper emotional fear. And why would this be... You know, of all places, a cat kidnaps us. A wizard shows up. There's an hourglass on time. Hmm... I'm not- and you already killed the first one, and it turned into a puddle of gold. Um... Yeah, so what do you want to do with that?
2: Alright. Um... I'm gonna face the Baron Hillborn, and I'm going to sheath my bite on my back say, How about we settle this like we should have two years ago? With our words.
0: No, there's no time for words. There's no time for words. And he takes his sword and, uh, as he's about to swing it at you, we go back to Ravos. Ravos. Yes. Yeah. And you see, and we the- must
3: get out of here.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: I know that. Um, I would like. Sorry, it's my turn. Just to clarify. And yeah,
0: like, anymore. is what do you want to do? You've got the you've got the one that's slumped. At this point, he's like slumped with the arrow, and then you start seeing his body turning into a puddle of yeah, gold. Yeah,
3: I you, think he's kind of freaking out because this is what he definitely doesn't want to be in a cage. Um, I think he'd be looking for a way out. As an inquisitive rogue, I have um, eye for detail, which I'd like to use a bonus action to make a perception check to spot hidden creatures or objects. Or make an investigation check to uncover or cyber clues sure uh, that's
0: a 27 like yeah you know the intimate yeah the intimate details of everything in this room um <laughs> I will say watching this person because you know like I said you don't know who this person's name was you just know like mm the higher up it gets the more like illuminati crazy creepy right. like we're supposed to be yeah, in yeah. order of clerics but this is not what clerics do yeah um but then shooting him and you're like he's dead and then instead of seeing blood it's mold, like liquid gold and then he, you see that person is starting to melt into a puddle too you're like there, there's no way this dude was like a gold person golem thing i don't mm-hmm. know um so yeah, you start getting the sense of yeah, yeah this is this is an illusion. Um, but details—you remember the wizard saying "good luck," doing this, and then leaving. Then the sand starts flowing. Once the sand starts flowing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you start seeing this people that you weren't supposed to be seeing. You know this is an illusion. You know all of this is tied to the hourglass.
3: Right. I will. Um how far away is it from me let's see oh we're not on the map are we uh
0: no but i'll say wherever you're at it's probably right next to the uh okay. like the right goblin there. like you got a clear shot at it so whether yeah, you want to run yeah, to I'd it like to, shoot it i'd
3: like to go towards it and just uh use my action um just to investigate it i guess as well see if there's any tricks or or weirdness uh
0: yeah do you have anything that detects magic or with your cleric not, stuff yeah have any uh, sense of
3: um, 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 um
0: i would say uh, uh, i would say as verifier. a cleric no i would say as a cleric uh you did learn some stuff about magic there with your bit. eye of detail knowing that this is the thing that's wrong with it make me an arcana check with advantage
3: okay oh now 20 first roll plus zero <laughs>
0: Now twenty is what you need. I mean, yeah, yes. I would say twenty or higher would definitely get you what you wanted. um Yeah, you know this is a magical item. Like there's, there's, okay. there's like Elvish written around it. um Do you know Elvish?
3: Uh, I think I was about to. And I'm like everyone knows Elvish, so I took. I know Elvish. Tell me I took <laughs> celestial and abyssal or something stupid. <laughs> uh um so, so I'll, I'll yell out even has pointy ear language
2: yeah has a pointy ear language
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah so at this point yeah you would, def- the moment, you would definitely know it's uh yeah you would know um yeah this is magical he says i'm busy at the moment and this whole time you've just seen him standing around just you've seen him swing his sword <laughs> once and then you put his I'm sword in the way you're like oh. yeah so um, anything else you want to do as you're looking at it now? You know it's a magical item. I'll Can I try to we'll pick go. it up? Uh, I would say as you're investigating, you did pick it up. It, the sand is okay, still flowing. Nothing, though. nothing crazy happened. No, sand is still flowing though. Cool. Uh, that's yeah. I'll, I'll, that'll be my turn. Okay. Uh, going back to uh, Aven. Uh, let me see. There's a 19 hit. It does. Aven takes 15 slashing damage. Ooh. So he just kinda comes across her chest. He's like, still wanna talk? It's all gonna end like it did before.
2: Uh Aven's gonna say, you don't have hit twice as hard as the real thing. And he's gonna take a slash with his blade. Nice. Um that's gonna be twenty-one to hit. <laughs> yeah, twenty-one hits. 17 points of slashing damage.
0: Yep, same thing happens. You cut into this thing, it splits again. Maybe like you split, like go down from the shoulder. It kind (laughs) of, kind of like yeah, just (laughs) as the laughing starts coming from behind you again, as that one turns into a puddle.
2: And I don't even pay attention to that. Can I just start uh, running towards the hourglass? Yep,
0: sure can. Awesome. Um, Yeah, now that you're both there, what do you, anything you want to say or do? Inspect, check.
3: I'll point it Um, out to him. what yeah, i found oh, okay and said then point of your
2: language so i look at the the writing on the hourglass and see what i can see because i know elvish
0: gotcha yeah and then so essentially it's just like fancy elvish wizard writing that pretty much just says as long as the sands are still flowing you'll see the thing that you're more afraid uh, the you know the most def- uh, have the most fear about or most afraid of as long as the sands are still flowing Easy enough, and then Aiden <laughs> wants
2: to toss it in the air and hit it with the sword like a bat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I'll say as you do that, it shatters, the sand starts, you know, sprinkling everywhere, and then as the last grain of sand falls, uh, the next uh, Baron Hillborn disappears, all the puddles disappear, uh, you all of a sudden, that strike that you felt. Uh, which was I forget what it was like twelve damage. 15. You're healed. You're full health again. Uh, it's almost like that slash never happened. Um, same thing with Ravos. All those people disappear, and you've you've defeated the the hourglass.
3: Who's the sheep now, motherfucker? <laughs> and I'll just like yell out at the. Melting yeah. corpse or whatever.
0: So now now that you're free from your fears, what would you like to do next as you got one way in and one way out?
1: Well, original plan
3: chop chop. I'm going. I'm going to go towards the door and try to hack at the door. I will give him guidance so I can do that. Uh, sh- sure. <laughs> to, to, if he has to make a strength check, I don't know.
0: Yeah, if you want to take attack at the door, go for it. Uh,
2: so, okay, attack? If that's what you
0: want to do, I mean, you could also it. just check the door handles. But, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> <Nah>, screw that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> screw that attack.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> Natural 20.
0: <laughs> a natural 20 for one. <laughs> so
2: that means, with my blade of sharpness, yeah, that is... Oh, that's full, that's full damage. ...dice... Twice. Twice. Plus 17. So that's 17 times 3, which is what? That's 51 points of damage? Oh, slashing damage on the crap.
0: Um, <laughs> And that was with Guidance too, right? Um, well,
3: yeah, this just helps them with a... a with, with, with that to it, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I will say, as you bring your sword down on this, the door, like, explodes out. Um, just... Yeah, it goes out, um, but what it ends up revealing is kind of like a weird, like, uh, like a twilight zone, time dimension, wormhole portal uh, that all of a sudden you feel like the energy trying to suck you in. Uh, It's like glowing blue and all this like sci-fi like stuff is happening. And just before you can kind of like comprehend what happens, the door (laughs) forms the red door again.
2: All right, so that answers that maybe color on
3: door needs to be changed fuck I'm colorblind fuck ah <laughs> um black this is unfair this is ableist
0: yeah. <laughs> you hear me as, as, as of right now it's still on black as I back, it came back to the, the black setting
3: um can I try to fiddle with it and see if I can recreate those colors I think it was black blue green pink
0: sure. or something like that yeah uh, well, so you turn it what color do you want to stop on Mm-mm. I think you get the oh, sense green, green? okay uh, sure. you stop you stop on green uh, you open it up and it's like a port side city they're like you're right like close enough to see uh, the ocean uh, fishermen people in the markets as you open the door there's like people looking like that I've never seen a dragonborn peek out of this door before so they're all the townspeople are see? kind of like,
2: what? You see a red tea flame. <laughs> <store? laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Um. I will close the door and then I'll go back to blue, and I'll just keep doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you go back to blue. Yeah. You open. You open. Go back to blue. You open it, and for whatever reason in d anD D game, it's downtown Seattle. Oh. So there's like a coffee shop. There's like a it dude does. with a like the sagging in this bag beanie. Uh, and he's looking yeah, at he's you like, oh, there's a dragon! Dragon! He's freaking out as, yeah, you're stepping out. And then the door kind of doing you <laughs> a favor slams. And then click, click, <laughs> click, click, <laughs> turns to ten. I black. was going to
2: say, Avon would be like, let's not go there. It seems <laughs> yeah. <too bad>. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll try the pink one last just to check it, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, the pink one, yeah, it opens up. And you see uh, the wizard Jenkins kind of like in a chair. Uh, kind of just enjoy, and sees that the door is open. it's like, "Wow, okay, so you guys, you guys did it. That's great." I'm not a fan anymore. I
2: all right. That I've got plenty
0: where they come from, kid. And then does a the thing. Door slams in your faces and goes click, 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 click. Black.
3: What a rude.
0: Well, maybe part
3: fine. side not so bad.
2: Sure, let's try telling the the thing to again. You, you do it, because I, I can't tell what color is. Sport. I'll
3: go back to green. No, wait, green. Green, that's
0: green. Uh, I'm colorblind
2: yeah. with every color. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is black to me. Fifty shades of green. Uh,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll say kind of like same thing happens. You go back, you see the port side thing. People are like, why is this dragonborn just opening a door and then closing a door and then opening a door? Behold the Sashi. And then imagine, <laughs> behold Bravo, Sashi, and it slams in your door again. Click, click, yeah. click, click, black. I have a plan. What if
3: we go evil wizard? You go indoor, not close, too big. I sneak in, stab
0: wizard. Good idea. Maybe get cataracted.
2: That's a very good idea. Um, You can also just try to run in as soon as it opens.
0: I was going to say, at this point, uh, give me perception checks with uh, advantage. (laughs) Okay.
3: This is... Welcome to Jake's Natural Twenty Show. Today what another twenty? <laughs> I got a twenty-two. Goddamn! What are we?
0: <laughs> wow! Behold the um, Ravo Sashi. Okay, <laughs> I'll say with yeah, this you hear um, kind of like a giggle uh, behind, like kind of like if you guys are both at the door, like it would be like behind you but uh, in between, um, and it's just like a it's not a giggle you know but for whatever reason like you have like the sense of familiarity with this like you're like like i don't know imagine like in your real life somebody that you like to hear laugh or you like to make laugh and that feeling of like oh, i gotta move with another zinger again <laughs> or i accidentally made a joke that i wasn't trying to make and they thought I was hilarious just that like giggled laugh that just kind of brightens your day and it feels familiar and you love it Um, as you see, like, hands kind of, like, land on your shoulders, um, you turn around and you see that it's this very finely dressed Githyanki woman, uh, who's got, like, the pirate vests and the flowing, um, white, you know, pirate shirts, and she's got, like, a musket at her side, or two muskets at her side, um, the hats, like, the, the tricorn hat with a, you know, luscious feather coming out of it. You can tell this is, like, a pirate Githyanki. She's like, ah... You lads make me laugh so much, my dears. Um, the trick is, the black one's the one you want to go through. And uh, you're I in for a surprise. The door. And then as kind of like that happens, like, she's not there anymore. You do see that.
2: I, I thought I was imagining
0: it, but... Uh, yeah, that was fucking weird. I'll just open the door. <laughs> Cool, And then as you open the door uh, before you, you'll see uh, what is probably the continuation of this cave, right? But it is enormous to the point where it looks like there's no end to the room ahead of you. You can tell, like, it's lit by globules of, like, magical light. Um, But even that, even though those are, like, really high in the air and are kind of, like, illuminating light downward, it doesn't, like... The light fades as you look up because the the ceiling is so far up. And this room is so immense. Um, But besides the immensity of the room, you notice the hills and almost mountain-like piles of gold. And treasure. And gems. And jewelry. uh, Weapons. uh, Treasure chests just filled to the brim uh paintings and art there's like a picture of like a turtle kind of standing like napoleon with like a bard hat on and it. you could tell like i think that's supposed to be in the museum or something because that looks way too fancy to be here um and then as you're like kind of looking out into this room you notice that like they're slowly but surely there's like little paths that kind of lead out towards like you can get the like it looks like it's all going into the center of this room um and then yeah because you guys roll so cool. high um you will even tell that certain areas are dedicated to certain treasures. Like this, this one area that you can kind of get a glimpse of looks like it's just ornate weapons of every kind. Um, other places is just like art. There's like statues and uh, like busts and all kinds of other stuff. And the one you're at is just kind of like gems and and diamonds and jewels and stuff like that. So, what would you like to do now that you see that this door is open?
2: Bravos! Hmm. I I know what this is. This is a trap. All right. We
3: need candy. Remember
2: earlier. Yeah, exactly. Remember earlier with the tabaxi, he gave us a ruby, a piece of candy, and a deck of cards. And the candy was what we were looking for. So we have to dig through all these piles of golds and weapons and jewelry until we find a piece of candy.
3: Motherfucker, you think I'm going to go through this gold? Do you want to get out of here or not? (laughs)
2: Yeah. Cool. (laughs) 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 That's...
0: And then yeah. you start on the far side. I'll start on this side. <laughs> and then as you hear that again, almost like kind of like moving towards you, you hear the giggle as it sounds like somebody's walking out towards the piles, kind of maybe showing you where you should head uh instead mm. of like but laughing at the same. That. That's a
2: trick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just Jenkins yeah. trying to fool us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Me trying to railroad no the game and you guys...
1: At all.
0: Me trying to railroad the game, like, guys, please go this way. And you're like, I'm looking for candy in the freaking pile of gold. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to railroad, but I'm railroading.
1: And now
2: yeah, you're like, okay, so your character does this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> maybe doing a game with my best friends was a bad idea. Uh... <laughs> Because they're going to mess with me the entire time.
2: <laughs> Alright, let's
0: follow. Well,
3: maybe we follow Pirate Girl.
2: Sure.
0: Alright, so Where I see. Where does Pirate Girl lead us? Do you think my so,
2: idea was so fucking bad? <laughs> sure. Uh,
0: yeah, so as you follow the giggling, uh... uh <laughs> We're yeah. the giggling. Go for <laughs> the I, giggling. I would
2: my imagine... My voice are straight into sort of pirateish realm. So, I sound sort of like what I wanted to be mixed with Jack Sparrow. I <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah. So then, like as you start following the path, it's winding down. Um, it all does kind of converge uh, into kind of like a giant like uh, circle. So, like you can tell, like just from kind of like imagining what it would look like, there's this giant circle of like. Uh, like a center and then everything all the all the like paths leading to like the the gem one the art one the sword one or the weapon one stuff like that um so yeah so you'll you'll walk out past and like you just see like the gold just kind of stops and there's just dirt um dirt and rocks and rubble but in the center of the circle is another circle that is just um lush green grass like the finest like manicured grass you've ever seen there's trees and and um flowers at the edge of it um and then you can tell, I would say you're just going to go ahead and, like, approach it, not necessarily walking into the green yet. But you'll notice that there's uh, uh, different, like, kind of like those Grecian pillars, but not super tall. Like, they would probably come up to, like, Ravos' chest. And then because uh, Aven is, like, eight feet tall, like, maybe his waist, because <laughs> he's so tall. <laughs> and then on top of those uh, are, like, the Beauty and the Beast-style glass bell jars. That you can kind of see through, and inside of those jars, uh, and again the pillars on the north, south, east, west, and center, um, you'll notice that there's like an item kind of floating in the center, and that's kind of like it's- uh, it's, it. feels like the the beginning of Kingdom Hearts.
3: Even look another trap. Maybe we take.
2: We do not touch. Oh. I don't know why I did your accent there. But we <laughs> <It's> did. <infectious. laughs> we do. Trust me, we do not just seize. We have to go back to that pile of gold. We have to dig through it till we find a piece of candy. Ignore the pirate girl.
3: And I'm me. going. I'm going to pretend to start digging the gold, but as I kind of throw it, I'm going to throw it at the floating thing—the gold—to see if I can do anything with it. But pretend like I'm doing what he's saying. Well, <laughs> oh, from the looks of it, it looks like the gold is
2: like hundreds of feet away. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're, you've, oh, you would right. have to
0: walk pretty far away, yeah. I would say you oh, walk right, like right. maybe like yeah a good pace to get to the center of this thing. It's like a yeah humongous circle. Maybe I don't know. Let's just say like 100 feet, 200 feet that you have to walk towards, and then then this smaller circle. Um, if you want to all give right, me perception because- checks, I can tell you what you see in these bell jars. Yes, I'd love that.
2: Well, I'm, I'm gonna say to Ravos, all right. If you seem if you think my idea is so bad, let's go your way. Tell me what to do. All right, I'll do I'm whatever just you are saying. To me. You cannot see color. Not color so far. Well, that's it, doesn't mean I'm not smart, you know.
3: This is I true. Can,
2: I, I know things, I can, You're i a big,
3: strong, smart I, man.
2: I've done puzzles, I've done the thing where there's the two chain links and you have to organize it a certain way to pull them apart. i I get those every Christmas in my stocking. We <laughs> we have Christmas in this world. Shiny <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: object, new, new chain. Yes, we puzzle, we, we solve them. All right. Mm. Perception check. Perception check. <laughs>
2: uh, twenty for me. Dirty uh,
0: twenty. Uh, fifteen. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Sorry again. What was it? Fifteen and fifteen and a uh, twenty. Dirty, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Yet. Okay. So I'll say you're probably like a good enough distance to that. Like you, you guys haven't passed the threshold to get on that grass yet, right? Sure. Okay, so you're on the grass? <laughs> uh, well, no, I, we're on the outside. The outside, okay. Um, I'll say you're more towards the north side of the map. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so you'll notice that in the north-facing uh, bell jar is a folded, uh, robe. Um, it's a brilliant white robe with golden bordering, and, uh... Ravos, you said you had a 15? Hmm. You see yep. this, uh, this thing, and you know right away just from your time at the temple that this is the, uh, legendary robe of the arch magi that's just floating oh, in this. Very
3: baguette. fancy robe. Oh, um, good.
0: not on me. Maybe. To the west, you'll see that there's an, uh, beautifully ordained and carved ram's horn made from iron. The carvings tell the story of the legendary warriors whose spirits have been drawn by the call of the horn. Now that is something that I can get behind. Yeah, and that one's just floating on the uh, west, inside the west bell jar. Um, on the east, uh, it's you're kind of a distance from it, but you can tell there is a floating uh, gold ring that has... Uh, yeah, with a dirty 20, I'll say you, you can tell that it's got a circular face on it. It's got four reddish and orange colored gems at the top, bottom left and right, mirroring almost... You cannot tell that. No, he's got a dirty 20 and he, yeah, he's... He's uh, colorblind. He can, oh, that's right, you can't tell the... color. <laughs> so that's right, you can't, I forgot. <laughs> there's just some he shiny stones. Yeah, there's just some shiny... Like.
2: So, Fearbolg in this world have the eyesight the of a dog where everything is in shape. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It
0: all, yeah, all so the grass, looks, to that one the grass looks yellow to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, but so then you will notice, like, yeah, there's, uh, there's these four off-colored gems, like you said, you can't tell what color they are, but they do kind of represent the north, you know, kind of like the image of the map, where you've got a, a gem on the top, bottom, left, and right. Um, but at the center, uh, there's other shiny gems, uh, that you would probably know just from your time, are diamonds. That You know, doesn't color doesn't matter, a diamond's a diamond. And you'll notice that they're in three points almost forming like a triangle. Um, and then you can see there's an, inscri- well, yeah, it's a dirty 20 storytelling, whatever, uh, that you can tell that there's, like, inscriptions on the inside. You can't read it, but um, you know, there's writing in it. And then to the south, uh, that thing is empty. There's nothing in the southern bell jar. Um, But then, last but not least, in the center, floating in in this bell jar is a hand that looks kind of like undead and rotting And in between its index and thumb is an eyeball that's kind of, like, gross-looking and gnarly. And you swear no matter which way you move, it is looking at
3: you. That is Hand of Vecna. We ignore that one.
0: I was going to (laughs) say,
2: well, I wonder what that is. But (laughs) Aven says, oh, I wonder what that is.
3: It's Hand of Vecna. It's no good. It's no good. Yeah big that smart horn, man what, what you choose
2: what I choose Um, the horn looks like it'd be really fun to blow don't don't take an audio clip of that pause no. what if <laughs> we go blow your horn don't blow my horn please I'm not into that I'm not into okay. you that way um, like I feel like this is a trap this is obviously a trap right
3: no I mean it's choice. a
2: puzzle it's uncharted some sort, but if we fuck it up, it's a trap.
3: We're gonna topograph is online.
2: The great Wizard <laughs> Jenkins is a piece of shit. I knew it all along, and you know,
3: you I used to write. Be a you should write a good article.
2: I will write a great. Uh, I, I'm going to write an article when all this is over, about how the Great Wizard Jenkins uh, fucked up uh, his career by putting two of his greatest fans through a, a torture chamber. Uh, putting them through their west fears putting them in a room full of gold knowing they can't take any of it home he's just a piece of shit and everyone should know and the world will know can you hear me wizard
0: jenkins uh there's no anyways name. i'm going with the horn i follow yeah do so you want to take the horn
2: yeah. yes i try to take the <laughs> glass of the horn and yeah,
0: take it it comes right off and if you want to grab the horn grab it and you can put the um, iron horn of valhalla on your uh, I knew this, it that's why I chose one. it <laughs> yep yep yeah you can put that in your inventory I also <laughs> that got in the one
2: shot right yeah I got that in the last one shot you ran yeah yeah yeah
0: that's why i like I had, I had to bring that one back
2: it's a, it's a fun one and also because the first the first character I ro- rolled in that one shot got the hand of Vecna yeah and I never got to use it <laughs> because I touched one of the thingies that changed my character and the
1: yeah. Things I oh yeah that's
0: right yeah, so that's yours. Uh, anything else you guys want to grab or, or try to head out? I would say at this point you could also tell that the exit is to the east, like everything points to kind of like a big opening, um, like a stair, like maybe, like not necessarily stairs, but they look like stairs that would like lead you out to something, at least out of the cave.
2: Wait, but are, are all the other things in the glass jars still there?
0: Yeah, yeah everything's still there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to grab anything else, you can. Uh, If you, anything else you want to do in this grass area. If you want, go ahead and put some tokens in there just so we know where you're at on the grass area. I would say you're probably at the west, I think west side was the one. West, yeah. Throw up the dub. Uh, Iron Horn (laughs) was on the west side. So you're probably over by that area. And then, yeah, I mean, everything else is still available to look at, to grab. Um, I
3: will look at the ring.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah, the ring seems important, because it sort of mirrors this sort of circular area. Yeah, I'll say, uh,
0: if you guys head to the ring, uh, you... Yeah, you want to go ahead and pull it out from the glass? Mm. Okay, so you pull the the glass out, you see the gems, uh, I guess... Ravos, you would see that it's the four reddish and orange colored gems that are at the top and then the diamonds. Are they pretty? And then you would see that there's pointy ear people riding on the inside. And then as you hand that over to Avon, it would pretty much say uh, this is the Ring of Three Wishes. Um, But then knowing the way Elvish folks inscribe magical things, like the hourglass you guys just dealt with, um, it's kind of got like a monkey paw type wish aspect to it. That it'll give you what you want, but you better be very, very detailed about what you want, because it will interpret it, your wish however it wishes to interpret your wish.
2: So it says here that you can make three wishes, and it will go perfectly the way you want, no matter what. No bad outcomes, just any sort of loopholes that you put in your wish uh, will be made void. You'll get exactly what you want if you wish. So, go ahead.
0: And, yeah, you can put the Ring of Three Wishes in your inventory, Ben. If you choose to keep it.
2: Um, I want to go to the south one that looks like there's nothing in it. Sure. And just, like, feel around in there, see if
3: there's something. Uh, see if there's a piece of candy.
0: Yeah, uh, as you do, uh, say you're feeling around and you notice you knock something over. It felt like cloth or something. And you're pretty sure it's on the floor. Oh. I tried to pick it up. Uh, yeah, so you kind of rummage and then, uh... Uh, yeah, you end up finding the uh, cloak of invisibility. So if you want to throw that in your inventory as well, but yeah, like you kind of like, I know I touched something. You felt like material, and then yeah, sure enough, as you yeah, and then you kind of realize it as a thing as like as long as it's over you can't see your hand, and you're like, oh cool. But yeah, so that's that's it. Any any other bill jars? You got the north and the center and left. I feel
3: like this is too easy
2: like taking yeah, candy from baby maybe it's uh, the great wizard Jenkins trying to give us like a, an advantage you know? hmm. like maybe he's like something big's coming up I feel like we're about to face off this uh, fucking black dragon and he's like let me give you a bit of a buffer so you don't die too quickly know we are mean?
3: very strong I don't think we are very mean.
2: strong but was is a fucking black dragon so I don't know I think things stronger than a black dragon too. So and this is great, this is Jenkins, like,
3: come on. Very true. Very true. You know. I take cloak. I take cloak of invisibility. Take cloak. What,
0: what was in the middle again?
3: Uh, pishy posh. major robe. <laughs> well, you No, that's the north. What's in the
0: yeah? There? The north is the the magic. Oh, I don't know direction. Uh, the center is the hen and eye. <laughs> so
2: I'm colorblind. <laughs> you're color <cardinal> north direction blind. <laughs>
0: Got oh it. no. Together we stay with you <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah yeah so the north is the row of the magi arch magi, and then the center is the, the Yeah you guessed the and I and Vecna.
2: Alright, cool, I'll take that for sure.
0: Which one? The and vector
1: Vecna? Both of them.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I can't.
0: laughs> Which one do you want to do first? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he
2: like <laughs> I think he's like <laughs> he's hoping that if he replaces one of his eyes with the eye that it, he won't be <laughs> colorblind anymore so I could just wish for this
3: thing <laughs>
2: why are you please don't wish for anything for me wish for only things for you mm-hmm. not because anything will go badly just because I want to see what plays out if you wish for you.
0: okay So then you just walk over to it and pick up the, the, or take off the bell jar, right? Uh, yes. Okie dokie, I need you to roll a wisdom save. I
2: should have fucking known, we got too greedy, man. The one in the (laughs) center is the one that gets us. Wisdom save? Ye. Eighteen.
0: Eighteen, okay. Let me pull out the calculator. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. It would be a bad idea.
2: <laughs> it's alright. I'll be fine. I have 134 hit points. Nothing can kill me. I, don't <laughs> even I, can I
3: can heal you 1d6.
0: How many hit points did you say you have?
2: 134.
0: 138 necrotic damage strikes you the second Holy you Holy fucking own. shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so my, the second you my necrotic energy starts coming up my arm, I turn <laughs> to Ramos. I'm like, it's alright, I have 130 I'm I'm, I'm a man. Nothing <laughs> uh
0: Yeah, so then as yeah you lift that uh you hear as a necrotic is going into your uh like killing you, you hear um Ah yes freedom and then you die cool so uh, oh, Ravos you see stronger. before you you well you hear that as well you hear the voice saying freedom and then you just see your friend just drop as like the necrotic energy is like now in the veins eyes turning black um, the hand is still there but it looks very much like the eyes turn and looking at your friend who's dead before a you a question for DM
3: in less Ravos voice.
0: do I have to attune to the
3: ring to use it Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have a,
2: I have a feature called Indomitable. It <gasps> says I can re-roll a saving throw that I fail, and I must use the new roll. Okay. I want to try that. I'm probably not going to roll better than 18. Come on, nat 20. I, we I we waste them all. A plus, a I have a plus zero to wisdom saving throw, so <laughs> I, I have- Can I give him three. a guidance? I have like a five percent chance of,
0: of actually I'm doing passing this.
2: Uh, no, I rolled a six. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, oh, no,
0: man. your friend is dead. Uh, yeah. Ravos, What was your question? Can I? Do I have to attune to the ring? Um, I it? would say for the sake of just it's one shot. Let's have fun. Uh, mm-hmm. You get all the benefits if though so it were attuned.
3: Um, are going to go terribly wrong? Um, so he's dead, right? Like, yeah. he's dead dead. Like, he's, he's dead, not dead. unconscious. He's
0: dead dead. Oh, yeah. I'm unconscious. No, he's unconscious, because, yeah, that was... Oh, okay. I think well, if it was anybody else... damn. I think it was anybody else, <laughs> that would have been dead dead, but the fact that it's only four points, like, yeah. over <laughs> 134. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it rolled out. I was like, does that say 138? And you had just got done saying 134. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, I would like to cast Healing Word on him.
0: Jarrett, sure, right, go for it.
3: That'll heal them up, right? Alright. be fine. What could go wrong? 1d4 plus 3. Let's find out. Oh, you know what, Chase? Oh. This d d Beyond digital roller, it's not working. I'll have to use... You get a uh, 4... Oh, no, I guess it's 6. Um, 4 or 6. It finally came, but... You can They're use, the... game, you can you use a Google. Dice? Google works, too. <laughs> The D&D Beyond roller sucks. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the... four, the, you don't get the six. <laughs> this,
0: let's do a shout-out to Al Bell Rodeo. <laughs> Theirs actually feels really great if you click on that thing right next to... They have dice? Yeah, if you hit the square right next to Party what? on the right. What? It's that little square there, and then you can click it. What? And then it rolls. Oh, have I not known about Or this? you can actually click, right-click or left-click and th- drag it and throw it, and it feels way better than the D&D Beyond dice does. Oh, cool. So either Anyways, click...
3: Four yeah. points of healing. Four Cool. Yay! So. <laughs> oh, very impressive, very strong. Weird, creepy voice set free now, but... Did I just fucking die? Close, am not sure.
1: Alright.
2: I <laughs> just, just stand up and dust myself off. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this... Like, I there's... am, like, withered now? Like, my skin?
0: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say that, like, you can see, like... Like where the like necrotic, like damage and stuff like that were in your veins. So like you know your muscle veins that would we'll be showing, they're kind of like right. showing with like that dark color. Uh, your eyes had fully went black, so now it looks like you kind of got like, mascara running down your eyes from like the <laughs> necrotic oozy coming out of them. But other than that, it's good look. It's good look. <laughs> yeah, so little so emo. <laughs> yeah, gone full emo. My Chemical <laughs> Romance. Eyes so, shadow right
2: it even goes well, that I was bad luck, and he like I guess I'm guessing the eye and he he goes to try to grab the hand. i like no, oh, no, maybe maybe we wait, maybe we look for other solution first. Are you gonna try to stop him? Because you can try to stop him, but oh oh oh, he's going for it. Nobody You're is just gonna, gonna eat your, your Dairy
3: Queen Blizzard and watch your friend. I out. have to think about this. You know what? I'll let you do it. You're a big strong man. You're you're you know what you're doing, Jake. Just so I know,
0: what is the saving throw on this? <laughs> uh, something ridiculous. Uh, but for I, I we got to... it's a one shot. We got to make it fun. Uh, what's the bonus on your wisdom saves? Zero. Jesus, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Mine is wisdom save. Yes, yeah, wisdom save. Mine's a plus four. Okay. Advantage, advantage. There's nothing. Anything else you can add to this? you won't? guidance? All um, guidance. Guidance. Okay, so guidance. Okay. That's an ability
3: check, isn't
0: it? Our saving throw. Let's just no, go, let's this is go This do guidance. This is one shot. Let's mm-hmm. have fun. Okay, guy. What's your guidance? <laughs> what does your guidance give?
3: Uh, plus four
0: or d four. We're just gonna set it at a four. You get a plus four on this guidance.
2: <laughs> okay. <sighs> Let me look at my other stuff. See if there's anything else I can add. I already used Indomitable, so I can't reroll that.
3: Uh, let's see. I can imbue him with bravery, if if you want. If you're scared, like, it is understandable. A very scary hand.
2: I have advantage I, 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 like, I wish
0: I could see the faces of our friends right now, especially <laughs> the ones that have already gone through my one shot, to see what their faces are as they're trying to figure out how to, after you've died, to still take the hand of Vecna. <laughs> okay,
2: so I just have plus four. So on plus this roll, okay. advantage.
0: Advantage, okay, so then that means I'll, I'll say this. We'll t- if you we'll can t- roll. If you can roll a 16 yes. or higher, then you successfully grab the hand and eye of Vecna.
2: And I. Oh, okay. and I, you get it. Color both. line
3: be gone.
0: Yeah.
2: Jake is so I, done with us. First before I even roll this, I, I'm so sorry, Jake.
1: <laughs> Are you?
0: You look like you're having a good time. <laughs> 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 he's like let me ruin this podcast like, before he even comes out <laughs> this is not
2: only a great one shot it is a great podcast and I'm about to <laughs> eat myself
1: out of it
0: <laughs> oh my god I knew, I didn't I say this earlier like I was talking about like oh it was really cool seeing how other people would do it but I'm like I know you guys would be the most chaotic and I knew like I would have my brain <laughs> melted by you guys all you right. Gotta
2: keep you in check, man.
0: Jeez, <laughs> right. sixteen or higher. This isn't
2: even <laughs> okay. Let's see. <laughs> My first roll was a fifteen. Oh, uh, plus four. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, no, you need, you need a sixteen or higher. So fifteen advantage. the second roll. Yeah, at advantage, I have to. I have to get sixteen or higher on the second roll. Let's see. <laughs>
0: I want you guys to guess what I just rolled. I hope it's in that one. Ah, I'm so used to you I having know. moments where you need something big and you get something very low in the single digits. So I'm gonna say single digits. I rolled a 16. Oh, oh yeah. Alright, so you <laughs> you grab the hand and eye of Vecna, so I would say one hand is holding like the, the hand of it. The other hand is holding the eye. Um, in your mind, you hear Vecna like saying the same thing: "Ah, freedom, freedom." And then he's like, "What? What the shit is this? Wait, wait, like, on. Let me put the echo on. Uh, freedom. You're my bitch now, Vecna. Freedom. You're my bitch. What the? What the? No. no. What the shine, Vecna? No. No. What the, what shit, the is shit, shit is, is this? this? Shut ah. the fuck up, Vecna. <laughs> yeah. And so now no I mind. guess. <laughs> My hand now. now that yeah, you have the hand and eye of Vecna, um, I don't know. I haven't planned on how you put on the hand and eye of Vecna, but if you want to go into detail and tell us and the listeners how you implement using, assuming of unless you want to just put it in your bag and not a tune. What to we
2: it. give to Jenkins? Um, huh? So you sounded like you know what these things are. What do I do with these? It just looks like a decapitated hand and an eyeball. To me, are you talking to creepy voice over to me? To you. Oh. um, I mean, a creepy voice if you want to chime in. Vecna was your name? I've never heard of you. Uh,
0: yeah, Vecna. For like, whatever some... reason, Vecna's, yeah, your, your your mind has silenced Vecna for some reason. It's like, uh, yeah, so
2: <laughs> he's still talking to him. He's like, Are you some like wizard Jenkins wannabe? Like, a <laughs> no, like, wizard trying to be. Like, I, you couldn't even kill me. I'm like, Visit is Jenkins. Well, oh. he
3: did kill you. Technically. Well, I was just unconscious. Anyways, you cut off hand, have new hand. We cut off Jenkins. I cut off my hand <laughs> and put on the
0: hand. Advantage. No. This <laughs> us just go full yeah. on uh, Joe Manganiello. Points.
2: Joe Manganiello?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now you actually have to go yep. fight him in real life against Archon to see who has the hand. Uh, yeah, so if you want to go through the process of, like, yeah, you cut off your own arm like that, lodge the new one on, rip out an eye, and put in the eye of Vecna.
2: Okay, here's the important question. Yes. Can I see color through the eye of Vecna?
0: <laughs> you can see not only color, but you can see through the different planes and all the cool shit that, like, uh, Vecna could do. Uh, colors. colors. Yeah. So... <laughs> So like he
1: just
2: assumes that like seeing through the planes is normal for people who aren't <laughs> colorblind. So he's like, this "I gotta is what be. You see every day. I gotta be honest. Yeah, I get very confused. I have not actually
0: looked up the eye in hand of because I thought nobody would be bold enough to do what you just did. <laughs> uh, you have true sight. Yeah. You can use an action." T- to see as if you were wearing a ring of x-ray vision. The eye has eight charges. You can use an action to expend one more charge to cast the following spells. Clairvoyance, Crown of Magnus, dis- uh, Disintegrate, Dominate Monster. This was a bad choice for me to put in the thing to to have somebody as crazy as you to actually grab it.
3: <laughs> what do you see? Maybe we find a way out now with x-ray vision. What do I see with
2: my x-ray vision?
0: Um. Yeah.
2: That
3: we've wasted so much time.
2: Yeah, yeah I would say that.
1: Look at.
0: Um. Yeah, yeah. I'll say like you using that after. <laughs> this is so off the rails. Uh, you would have noticed <laughs> that the uh gift Yankee <laughs> woman is over by the east side, and you could see that she looks like she's in deep contemplation. As like, uh, I would even say that only you hear this. Uh, she's thinking like out loud, like stressing. like Okay. Well. I, I was going to tell him that the other. i uh, going into bold back. Bold boy's accent? Talk about messing up accents. Um, <laughs> I told these dears that uh, I was going to tell these darlings that they could have any of my items and stay away from the Ayavekna, but this one having the Eye of Vecna might be quite useful in the hands.
2: Yeah, I'm good. It's literally. What? Thanks. In the head. <laughs> I shout across the room,
0: and then she kind of looks alarmed, and then you see she I actually can see
2: colors now.
0: She kind of like I've never dis- been able to
2: see colors before. Isn't this cool?
0: <laughs> yeah, she's just like shocked, as you can see. you forgetting <laughs> what the powers of Vecna means, and she kind of disappears. She like she's kind of spelled to, to vanish and like leave. Um. So now All that right, you guys so have everything, um, <laughs> what what do you want to do now? There's still the Arch Magi robe. Wait, wait! Shake,
2: shake my hand. Let's see if something happens.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll pull his finger.
0: <laughs> uh, does something happen? I don't know. If you want to, I don't know. If you want to add the hand and eye to your inventory and look at it, you can.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Uh, yeah. So see.
0: anything that okay. happens. Um, right. you guys are over on this area here now on the east side of the on the, the east map. side. And heading oh, east way. is, like, you can see the entrance and, and opening uh, and exit to this place. Uh, and yeah, so if you guys want to head out that way, you can.
2: I
3: think we will to hey, save time. I do want
2: to ask a, a, quick, a quick question. Sure. I did totally forget about the 500 gold we have to buy other things. Mm-hmm. Um, can you buy a second what? hand Echna?
3: <laughs> second, <man. laughs>
2: yeah, a hand of Echna only costs five hundred gold. Yeah,
3: you can get them in the black market at yeah. your local. Rita, yeah, Rita's market, Magic Emporium, your
0: local grocery store. Like, yeah, <laughs> second
3: hand store, huh?
0: Second <laughs> hand store. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> this is now a comedy <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Have like have the other episodes had a serious tone, <laughs> dude? This is off the right. This is a completely different show. This is not what was planned at all. Uh, I am I'm sweating because I had to figure out how to get this. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I am literally sweating right now. Um, well, why don't okay. we continue
3: on just just to, for the sake? Well, of- I was
2: yeah, I was going to ask um. A greater healing potion costs hundred gold mm-hmm. according to Google. Could I retroactively say I got five greater healing potions? I will give you one. Because I'm up- okay. <laughs> Since you have four. the hand and eye Vecna. Perfect.
0: I feel like no matter what I have prepared, it's all gonna be freaking smooshed by the hand and eye Vecna right now. So <laughs> no, he
3: just uses it for, for color blindness. Or actually if you hit me first I am at
2: four hit points okay. right now if you hit me first before <laughs> I get a chance to use the hand and eye vector, Vecta all of that that we just went through was for naught
0: so. um give actually let me let me do this. <sighs> should
2: okay. I roll a d4 see how many I get
0: yeah I was gonna yeah roll a d4 see how many you get
2: okay I also don't want to be unfair because I did totally forget that we had yeah, yeah, that yeah. stuff and I might not have gotten so many healing potions
0: that probably is the
2: avenue I would've gone
0: in. Yeah, it was five hundred. That's yeah. That was kinda like my idea too, was like give you five hundred gold and then get either cool well, stuff. Well
2: that or makes it easy. I rolled a one, so How
0: <laughs> about a uh, um Okay. And how it's many how many 20 dice 20. was it? For healing? Uh, like eight or something, it's like
3: two D six plus something.
2: Uh forty four plus four hit points. Yeah, yeah Okay, I'll say. Let me use my handy dandy digital dice. Roll four d four. Google eleven plus four is fifteen more hit points. I'm at nineteen hit points. That's a whole lot compared to my hundred thirty four. That's a big yeah. yeah. Those are big ups, man.
0: Uh, roll another d four for me. You said it was fifteen.
2: Uh, yeah, I rolled fifteen. Roll another d four. Uh
1: roll to
0: three. Oops. Um Yeah, triple that amount then. Triple that amount? Triple oh. that amount. I'll say Forty five. Uh Backstory you met some witch that really like, <laughs> liked you and, and was like, here's, sold you uh, a bottle of what you thought was the healing potion, but then was actually like because they like you, gave you you know, they're like, my friend the furball gave you, yeah, and Ooh. so it triples Ooh. whatever you get So, so 45 <laughs> He
2: just thinks out of like a 5 hour energy bottle <laughs> yeah. like, right, I'm good to go, <laughs> good to
0: go. Um, You're also a fighter, so you could use second wind Oh, I have. I, I, oh, I have. That's a thing I have. That is a thing you had. <laughs> Let me ask this question too, because I understand the temptation of having the hand and eye of Vecna, but seeing that this just happened, how how do you think uh, Aven would be inclined to actually use these new magic powers that he's never had?
2: He has no idea what these things do. Okay, not just wants like, to see. So that's <laughs> that's how I'm playing it. Okay, like I think I'm gonna like. I, I'm gonna like scroll through the abilities of the hand right. and eye now. and like, I I might even roll for like. <laughs> he's what gonna try yeah. I was gonna say somehow just and to and be then fair roll to see like what ability happens.
0: Okay, go go go. That was my thought too. I was like, this is a brand new. So even though you have, it doesn't mean you have the OP powers of knowing how to use it. Okay.
2: Yeah, because one, he doesn't even know who Vecna is. Two, he's a himbo.
0: So yeah.
3: He's not kind Now of, he is. Now he is. <laughs> he was Geralt like <laughs> half an hour ago, but...
0: Now he's full himbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now you're somewhat healed. Uh, you guys are going to head out? Yep. Yeah. Anything... Any last RP? Any last thing you want to grab or anything before you leave this little?
3: I think we've done enough. You've done enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
3: We've done enough damage.
0: Now, as I think, a...
2: like also the hand of Vecna, like just how withered and like gray it is, almost matches like the burn scar on his oh, right arm. So yeah. it almost like blends
3: in. It goes with it your like... name, is Blackhand. Uh, yeah, that's
2: true. It's a little, but like my other Blackhand is because it's furry and it has. Black
3: fur. Maybe you put a little fur on hand.
2: Hmm. Oh, yeah, I can just like stitch like bear fur to, yes. to, to the hand. Like. Oh, that's a really good idea. I oh, should stitch. To from like, time to time. I should stitch like an animal pelt to my skin it so it looks a, less like a an burnt might, might be a bit like gaudy.
3: Mm, I didn't. Thanks, so. Yeah. What Let us continue. I'll, come, come, come,
2: come. What if I like killed a dragon and then skin the First, dragon. Jenkins. Kill kill Jenkins first.
3: Maybe that. Okay. Maybe a rug. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So then, as you head east, uh, the moment you step off of the green grass and your hit your you know, boots hit the rocks, everything in the cavern starts shaking and rumbling, and you just hear it as like just a loud like roar in your head as it's like rumbling, and the mountains are or, you know the mountains of gold and stuff like that are like kind of like you know crumbling apart. And then you just hear this voice say Oh this is rich Rich indeed She sent you didn't she She has no say in any of this They're all mine Especially the hand and eye For I am Ozu The jealous one And then
3: Your mother is very nice But she did not send us Well you were working
0: with her She sent you She told you to come in here But I took it from her. It's mine now. And then as this is happening, you see that chunks of gold are starting to come together. uh, Pieces of like shield and uh, swords. And it starts building an exoskeleton of a dragon. (laughs) Um, As you see, like the arms just all made out of gold. Uh, then it's finally Fucking complete, the dragon. and then you Jesus. hear a loud roar from the dragon. As flames burst from it, and kind of like where like muscle and flesh and tendon and scale would be, is all illuminated with fire. Um, as uh, let's see, if you guys want to put yourselves on the map, you'd be over on this area on the east side right here.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: so, so we're still in the the like. The same um, I would say for the like the
0: the sake of what's actually happening. You guys are probably past the gla- glass jar. Maybe while this is all happening in front of you, uh, your characters kind of walk back into the grass just to like so we can use the map. Gotcha. For the listeners who can't hear, they would imagine like you guys are already off the grass. Um, you're trying to head to the entrance. This thing blocked your way. And then kind of like, you know, out of the rumbling and stuff, you fumbled back into the grass area. Gotcha. Just so that way I can still use the map. <laughs> Do you think is real? Um and at this point everybody rolls initiative. Hey!
3: Oh. Da, da, da. What is my number? It's a four. That's sixteen.
2: And I have a six.
0: Uh okay, so you're set up there. Uh, ben, you would go first. Uh yes, sir. I would like to
3: uh, do 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 I'd like to do two things. First of all, I'd like to cast a spell, specifically heroism, on my Vecna friend. Um, which is touch. willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery until the spell ends. Creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to a spellcasting modifier, which is three. At the start of each turn, um, when the spell ends, you lose them all. Um, And yeah, that's all it does. Then as my bonus action, just to be quick about it, I'd like to use my rogue ability as a... insightful fighting as my um, inquisitive. I have to make a insight check versus their deception check. If I succeed, I can do sneak attack against a target even if I don't have advantage on the attack roll. But not if you have disadvantage for one minute. So it it just gives me sneak attack pretty much. So. Okay. So I just have to make insight um, against its deception, which is... (laughs) A twenty-eight. Has to be the twenty-eight. It has to be the. The dragon must be. It must
0: be a deceptive dragon. Uh, it is a
3: thirty-four. Damn. Okay. Holy um, shit. <laughs> um, I'm not on the map, am I? I will then kind of take back a little bit. Theoretically, even could make an attack with his reaction if he wanted to, but I don't think he's in range. So that will be my turn. Oh doke uh. Okay.
2: Do you have a token now?
1: Uh Ben?
0: Yeah, no, you don't. And where would you it? where would you be at on there? Uh here, let
2: me just pull
3: this one. Just yeah, go back. Here's Elsas if you want him? <laughs> oh, it isn't. Uh I'll just use his leaf. Cool.
0: Alright. Uh that brings it to the dragon who's gonna do a uh breath attack, uh, since you guys are lined up so nicely for me. Um, I would need a dexterity saving throw from the both of you.
3: Oh, and I have an evasion, so if I save this, I don't take damage. I think that works. 11 uh, saving throw, plus 9, because frickin' rogue's 20. So, is it 20 enough?
0: 20 is not enough. Ah. Isn't 11 enough? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, <laughs> what if uh, I
2: asked really, really nicely? Let me hear
0: Let me see. Please <laughs> no! Please. Absolutely not. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, so the dragon just inhales, its flames kind of go a little dull, and then uh, releases flame for uh, 68 points of fire damage. She's going to kill us. <laughs> I, don't blame I hope it's Wait, 68 how much?
2: And not 68, because I currently have 66 hit points.
3: Yeah, how much does it do? It's uh sixty uh eight. Six zero. So six eight?
0: Yes. Six eight damage. Okay,
3: I'm dead. Oh, so you did
0: de- <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. You guys both die. Wow. <laughs> this is this this oh, wasn't <laughs> so we both just <laughs> I, I should have
3: handed. No. <laughs> Bacna. What could stop you? You had it all. <laughs> oh I my God. Even,
2: I didn't even get a turn with it, man. I was going to like roll a d4 to see which trait, like, I was going to wink at the dragon and see, roll a d4 to see which, like, spell that the eye could cast was going to be cast. So, <laughs> uh, never going to see that.
0: I feel that as a DM who's been so trolled <laughs> by my friends this evening, should sure just let you guys die. <laughs> for the absolute chaos you guys have put me through. But I will say just well let me do this. The flame is coming your way. Uh what is going through the mind like what's the flash like you know the 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 flashback you have of your life as you're dying. What does each character see as their like life so flashes before them?
2: It's it's a fire breath weapon, right?
0: Yes, which would also instill that mm-hmm. fear in yeah. Right.
2: So I think Avon, because of his history, because his home was burned down, because he was unable to protect it, um, he sees the fire coming at him. And in his last moments, as the fire is consuming him before he dies, it's sort of like the light flashing before your eyes moment, but it's just one moment. And it's a moment where he's running back into his. Vid- there's fire all around him the trees are aflame the houses that he helped build uh, for the families he helped raise are on fire and he hears screams coming from one of the houses and he rushes to it and he sees uh, a family of three uh, two fathers and a child stuck beneath a large piece of timber and he reaches into the burning building sticking his right arm into the flame to grab each one of them one by one and pull them out, sacrificing uh, the fur and the skin off his arm in the process, uh, just to save these three and helping evacuate the village. But looking back and in a, a twisting of the memory, seeing the Baron Hillborn, who he swore to kill, just laughing like he was in that visit vision with the uh, the golden versions of him saying, you'll never get rid of me. And that's when he passes.
0: Okay. And then, Ravos, what's the life flashing before you I think
3: he does, he underestimates the breath at first, and it's coming towards him, and he remembers he has that ring, and it's like it slips out of his hand, and he's reaching for it in the moment, and then flashback to being in that temple and finding a ring um, after escaping like all these guards chasing after him. And I think he thinks back to this ring that he has and how he made an explosion and he's reaching for this ring to grab it and use it but at the same time he's seeing that explosion that he made to escape but it's just getting bigger and bigger and eventually it just engulfs him.
0: Okay. So as the ring is falling from your hand like if the Yankee Hand grabs it from out of the air and you see as the flame is coming towards you uh, with Avon ahead of you she grabs that and as she does she pulls out a sword and all of this in slow motion as you just see this wave of flame coming towards you um, she takes the sword and runs up to Avon cuts off where the hand of Vecna was kind of spins to grab it into the hand with the the ring then just for a moment looks like as though you could see like your eyes meet contact with this Yankee woman she looks into your eyes uh Avon and you can kind of get the sense that she's saying you know kind of like sorry darling as she reaches in and rips out the Mm -hmm. eye of Vecna um puts them together and then turns towards the flame as all the flame starts being absorbed by all of that into one hand uh, you see her mutter something, uh, in her native tongue and all that fire comes back in and kind of like a burst of light. Um, you guys are all healed back up to a hundred percent. Fuck yeah. And it's now, uh, she's kind of like, as the, like, you know, get you the light, uh, you kind of get your, your senses back or whatever. I will say that like you are missing a, a hand. <laughs> her arm where she cut it off yeah. and your eye is bleeding can so I... you're, you're back to what's it called you are full health um you're not gonna bleed out it's kind of like you know you've been healed or whatever like so you're stabilized at full health but you are permanently from this time on only using like one hand to fight with uh, your eye is gone okay um so if can you're doing I, I would say agency. is it double is it double weapon?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, can I make every uh, attack a disadvantage with the great sword? Or do I just not, am I unable to use the great sword?
0: Uh, um, I will say, after everything that's happened, especially that vision of, like, seeing the twisting and the laughing, uh, even though <laughs> even it's now a, a himbo, that, that mm-hmm. power surge to, like, no, I, I am not leaving this, you know, Uh, this world until I can get you know have revenge and make things right for my people Um, I will say for this fight your character imbued by that uh, can make the double handed weapon attacks with one hand awesome yeah Uh,
2: can I say with that vision that Avon was having before he was going to die um, as the flames in that vision rise to engulf him they lower to where he is now in the place of the family he was pulling out of the fire mm. and he's seeing himself pull himself out of the fire and he, the, the vision of, the version of him that is pulling him out of the fire turns into the, to the Githyanki woman who pulls him out of the fire and now he's back in the
0: real
1: world
2: oh, That's yeah. kind of Stuff. restored.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we're all restored and uh yeah, and now it's Actually, who was actually? Yeah, you're next, right? Because it was Ben Dragon. Now you. So yeah, Question,
3: as you, does he? Does does the spell I cast go away, or would he get the? Oh,
0: know, the heroism. Yeah. Uh no, let's. Was one away. Actually, boom! Heroism is the reason why you can. As long as you have heroism, you can still use your. Your. Uh, oh okay. Yeah, let's just. You're just go a with brave man. You're yeah. You're imbued with heroism, oh. so. As long as you have the heroism it, spell, I, yeah.
2: Is it at the start of every one of my turns that I get the All temporary hit points?
3: It is. That's a good question. It is at the start. It's turns. Your turn. Okay. Cool. Okay, so now I have 137 hit points. You
0: know what? One
2: away from what I would have needed to survive that hand of <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: also say one shot. Uh, that was a spell slot for you, right, Ben? It sure was spell slot is back and then you have this uh magical spell on you until the end of the fight oh damn one shot real cool yeah that way that way you don't have to worry about like oh the spell ended now i can't use the double-handed thing with one <laughs> hand no you've got it the whole fight granted if you I ever use one. this character ever again you have to promise me that they have only the one hand and they're gonna have to get a different sword <laughs> And an eye patch, yes. and an eye patch. Yeah,
3: agreed. I,
2: I will agree. <laughs> okay. Also, I am mourning the fact that this is the second character I've played in a campaign with you that has had both the hand and eye of Vecna, and immediately had it ripped, <laughs> ripped away, away from, from him.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I had to find a way that I un. Yeah, I didn't mean to do it, but it was just you guys said that the be cinematic. Done. Scene for done. me, I had to be done. Now you guys can fight this dragon normal. All
2: right, uh, uh, I forgot my character's name. Aven says, "Fucking hell!" and he takes out the horn of Valhalla and blows it.
0: Um, I'm assuming you, you meet I the requirements to, to to blow it. <laughs> what you need say? two hands. Uh, no, you needed like proficiency in like martial weapons or something like that. I think. Wait, oh, the- wait, 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 wait. Um,
3: You're being very cruel to Jake. Oh. <laughs> if no, no, you no.
2: blow the horn without having proficiency with all martial weapons if some of the berserkers attack you, I have proficiency with martial weapons.
0: Yeah. So then, yeah, as... God, and it doesn't say how many you roll. Isn't, like, something ridiculous either roll? How many? It's
2: 5d4 plus 5. Get,
0: uh, yeah, so if you want to roll that. Um, oh,
2: okay, so... I summon 14 Berserkers. Uh, wow.
0: Uh... <laughs>
2: let, me, let me just look up what Berserkers <laughs> stats are. I, I don't like... Because if you have to keep track of 14 Berserkers...
3: Stats, We're gonna
0: be here all night. I would just night. say they
3: <laughs> all attack at once.
0: Yeah, I would say they all attack at once. Uh, just for the sake of imagination, if you want to just put, like, a token down just Give so them. that you have them. Uh, 14. Yeah, like what do they roll once. for attack?
2: Uh, for attack, they roll, okay, so they can do reckless, oh. which means each berserker can gain advantage on all melee weapon attacks, but all rolls against them get advantage. So I'd say they'd all be doing that, but they have a great axe, plus five to hit, and it's 1d12 plus three slashing
0: 1d12, okay, then let's make it like 14d... Uh, so that way you have all so the average
3: roll, roll. yeah or the average damage of the dice.
0: well i mean you've got digital dice so you can literally oh, type right. in 14 you d12 just... uh and See? then <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah so you have your... <laughs> satisfaction. there's so uh, the, yeah i thought yeah the hot take thing is really going to make the attack. internet mad at this episode uh so much rule cool and uh yeah digital dice so anyways I just, when, when they attack let's say just, you have advantage at attack um, and then if you do hit on the advantage, then you can roll the 14d12 uh, or whatever it was. Okay.
2: I did just roll the 14d12 ahead of time, but we'll get to that. Okay. We'll cool, cool,
0: cool. Yeah, so then as you blow the horn, uh, yeah, they magically appear before the Yeah, these, these berserkers be, uh, before you. They look at you and they realize what a champion you are. They all salute you. They're at your beck and call. Uh, what would you tell your soldiers that are before you? Avon is going to look to the berserkers and say
2: bring me a skin and have them attack.
0: Yep. The and then since so, you already rolled it
2: should I should I roll to hit though for like oh I see all of them to hit?
0: Uh, yeah, do it with advantage.
2: Okay, cuz it's
0: a horde of them. Yeah.
2: reckless or Oh yeah, reckless cuz it's, it's reckless. advantage. Yeah. yeah. Uh so that's gonna be. It's only gonna be fifteen to hit. Jesus Christ!
0: Uh,
2: that's with advantage. Yeah, I roll a ten and a seven, and it's plus five. To hit. <laughs> uh,
0: this
2: made every every single berserker is like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <sighs> or should I should I roll fourteen d twenty?
0: Uh, you've you- got digital dice. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. just, yeah, yeah, do that. All just of them have at keep advantage. track of every single one of them. Yeah, if you got digital dice, just keep check at how many hit.
2: Okay, so six are normal, normal hits. One is a critical hit.
0: Okay. What do you got for me?
2: Okay, let me do some math here. Plus 23. So, 59 plus 23 is 62.
0: 82.
2: 82, 82. points of slashing damage total.
0: Cool. So then I'll say like, yeah, as, as the Berserkers rush in and they're striking they're hitting and then some of them are kind of like you know uh they're still hitting but they're just hitting solid pieces of um of gold that's like this you know exoskeleton uh maybe one got a little bit too close to the fire and kind of like you know had that like you know the singe of your eyebrows so they kind of backed away or whatever uh but with everything else i'll say if they're focusing you want to have them focus on one limb like maybe like the left leg or something like that Sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. So then okay. I'll, I'll say like altogether they knock out the limb. The dragon kind of teeters a little bit and it's kind of like on its, you know, like I guess what shoulder that where they would have ripped off since it's all just you know gold anyways. And you bring it now down. You know, I
2: would like to lose a hand, you <laughs> motherfucker.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. And then I'll say this actually brings the AC down to fifteen. Uh, bringing Ooh. it up to uh Ravo's uh, turn. Um,
3: I will insight check it again to see if I can get that
0: thing, and then I'll just
3: uh, roll. That's a thirteen plus eleven is twenty-four. Did they have to beat for deception?
0: Oh, twenty-four. Okay. Um, it's a twenty. He's it twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. They
3: failed. So I can sneak attack him. Yeah. I'm gonna make. Uh, I'm gonna shoot him with my bow for a. A 17, does that eight? It's. Yeah. Oh, you said the AC It's 15, change.
0: yeah, it's 15, so that hits. Cool. I did a thing.
3: For the first time, shoot that dragon <laughs> Okay, so, sandwiches. <laughs> I rolled all twos and ones on my sneak attack. So it is 16 points of damage uh, for the attack. <laughs>
0: Okay. Uh, and then
3: I'm going to shift over so I'm not in the dragon breath weapon line again. Um, and then uh, that's my turn.
0: Uh, cool, cool. Uh, so it brings to the, the dragon. Uh, they're going to do their multi attack on the berserkers. So we've got a bite uh, for 28. And one of them. I uh, take 28 hits probably. So it's a 19. Yeah. And then two claw attacks, a 24, and a 20. Uh, one of them takes a 19. Uh, another one, a 17. Um. Uh, yeah, and then that'll be its turn. And that brings it to. Just so you
2: know, each of the Berserkers has 67 hit points. Oh, nice. Cool. So. Yeah. I made a dent in a few of them, but there's still 14 <laughs> of them, and all of them are hardy. Dope. You're a chaos monster. <laughs> this is what you get for giving us, like, 50 legendary items.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's the fun of the, the one shot. Plus, this is a dragon. Like, you're not going to beat that's it true. in a <laughs> one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think me giving you guys a 15 AC is me being like, let's wrap up the podcast. You guys gotta go sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's 2:30 for you.
2: I don't care, man. I'm like, I'm on my fourth glass of (laughs) giant. That's probably why I'm making (laughs) stupid decisions, like grabbing the hand of Vecna after almost dying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, your turn. My turn? Yes, sir. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, oh, and the the Berserkers go right after me, I guess, because that's what we did last time. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna... Oh, this will be cool. Next um, item on the list. Uh do I want to do that? Hmm. Yes, I do, I think. <laughs> um... First, I'm going to invoke my hill rune as a bonus action to gain resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage for one minute. Um, and then I'm going to attack with my great sword of sharpness. That is... Oh! That's a 15. Which I believe is AC. That's is it, out. yeah. That hits. What is with me and getting exactly what I <laughs> need, you
0: need on every roll recently?
2: <laughs> um... I swear to God, I'm not lying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's 17 points of slashing damage. And uh, I'm gonna invoke my fire rune Ooh. as well. Which is ironic, because I'm afraid of fire. Um, but it says, when you hit a creature with an attack using a weapon, you can invoke a rune to summon, summon fiery shackles. The target takes an extra 2d6 fire damage. Although, it's a Dragon, so it's probably not going take anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it must succeed on a strength saving throw, DC 17, or be restrained for one minute. Um, and then it takes more damage on each of its turns. Mm-hmm. From them. Um, yeah, have it make a strength saving throw. Cool. But would it take any fire damage? Is it immune or is it resistant?
0: Uh, I would say it would be immune to the fire. Um, okay. yeah. But it, it did roll a 10. For strength.
2: Oh. So it is restrained now. Nice. So you see these massive, uh, like, molten shackles shoot up out of the ground and, like, clasp onto two of its remaining legs and, like, hold it to the ground. Or I guess the three remaining
0: legs. Three remaining legs, um, yeah. You know what? I will say for, like, even for more flavor, you said molten. So it's almost like it, yeah. like, in the way you would imagine, like, a chain latching onto like scales that's what it looks like with the fire like somehow it like claps onto the fire and you can tell like it's just like this weird display of magic um, of like the molten lava and the, the fire being pulled down and pitting it down mm-hmm. and so yeah now it's uh, restrained yeah. awesome and anything else be- before your berserkers
2: uh, I think that's all. I'm just looking at Restrained again. Uh, speed becomes zero. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. And the creature has disadvantage on dex saves. Gotcha. Okay. So, Berserker time. Uh, time to roll all these fucking... Oh, those are the d12s. they the d20s. Those are the d20s. Okay. Rolling 14 d20. <laughs> uh, anything above a fift- uh, 15 or above, right? Yep. Okay. Uh so oh, oh, I have two Nat twenties now.
0: Nice.
3: Um, two, two, five, six. And Jake never invited us back to his podcast. Uh,
0: <laughs> never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> never using the hand of knife either. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, so there are eight normal hits. So let's roll those, and then I'll roll the... uh... Okay. So that's 73 slashing damage from the normal hits. And then... plus 52 slashing damage from the two critical lights. Whoa.
0: Um, Yeah, so then you see as this thing is restrained and the berserkers are doing their thing, like, just pieces of this thing is falling apart. It's roaring out in, like... You can't tell if it's in pain or frustration. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, just things are like, you know, part of the skull is falling off now. Uh, Different parts of the body, exoskeleton stuff, is, is falling apart. Um as is letting out this roar these uh, flames uh, kind of explode off of its back as it exposes some wings and I'm going to need everybody to make uh, another dexterity saving throw wonderful
2: that's 11
0: 11
3: mine's a 12 okay
0: um
3: Is it a breath weapon?
0: Uh, no, it is a wing attack. That's something. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so as these flame wings burst out, they flap towards everybody. Um uh, shoot, what was it? Everybody taking who failed. So you said you both failed? I don't know if you want to go yeah. through all the... If you want to just make yeah. one roll for all the berserkers, that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do 14 times. <laughs> uh, but that would be... Um, uh, forty points of bludgeoning damage as the wings just kind of rev- en- envelop you in flame, and I know it's yeah it's bludgeoning, but go with it with the flame wings. Some the smacking. Forty around. points. Forty points. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Does that hit me? Uh, forty feet away from it.
0: Ooh, let's see. You're forty feet. Let's say okay, no. Yeah. You feel the like, then you know a heat from it. You know this it's like, smashing aww. everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Eyes um, I I get singed a
2: bit. I take half damage because I'm resistant, resistant to that right now because yeah. of my whole cool. room. And um, I think four Berserkers got hit by his attacks before, so they're down. But there's still ten Berserkers remaining.
0: Gotcha. Cool. And then, uh, Ravos, that's you. Yes. Um, I have a
3: DM question. Yes, I have sir? a ring that allows me to do a magical effect, like a spell, if I do that, can I also bonus action do a spell if it's using a magic item? Because I think I'm using the item, not casting a spell, right?
0: Um... Sure, why not? One shot. I don't, <laughs> uh, know. I don't uh, know. Somewhere <laughs> rules lawyers are pulling their hair out and like scratching yeah, themselves know. like crackheads. Yeah. It's like, no!
3: Um, I'd <laughs> he like doesn't to want to do that! that-
1: <laughs> He's not allowed! He's not allowed! Um,
3: I'd like to take my ring that Trade me from my um, prison y and temple y place. And I'd like to use ball lightning and expend two charges to make a ball of lightning start conducting off of these coins. And they start to like simmer off of that heat and then just collect into a ball and just sparking out between the different coins and metals and then exploding into this huge lightning ball in top of the dragon.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which does. It has to make a dexterity saving throw. Which it has disadvantages against because yeah. it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm smart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not a himbo.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a 12.
3: Ooh, it's dexterity 15.
0: Oh, the good thing was just Vantage, because the other one was a 19.
3: <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> What's the damage <laughs> looking like?
1: I'm trying the to figure root this root. out.
3: The creature takes lightning damage based on the number of spheres you created. That doesn't make any sense. It's right, it's right. Oh there it is. Uh it's forty twelve. Let's go for it. Damn. Uh
0: With dice. Real dice, not digital four, dice. Twelve. 12, 12, 12. Twenty-one.
3: My computer is dying recording all this audio. <laughs> oh, so my. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> well, then that's perfect because that's what you needed to end this thing. Uh, what does it look like as you uh, so finish off this I dragon? So I think
3: he um, he does this magic and he uses part of his clerical training to tap into that magic. And there's a sigil of the temple order, and he grabs onto it and breaks it, and it like snaps this this um, staff of the order symbol and it breaks off into his hand and goes into his ring and empowers it and he starts to turn that heat into conductivity on the dragon as it starts to sizzle and spark and just slowly methodically melting down the pieces of metal on the dragon
0: nice yeah I would say that as, as that's happening it yeah you see the sizzling it's roaring it's held down by you know uh, these chains, uh, the berserkers are wailing on it. Um, yeah, so it just—you last thing you see before it starts to melt down is the last-ditch effort as it tries to like do one final attack, and then roars loudly, and there's a large explosion that happens. Um, and I'll say, like movie-like, the camera's like shaking from it as this big cloud of like dirt and dust... and stone and gold envelops the screen, and then as things start to settle the only thing that we can see from, like, the grass that's been burned away and the bell jars and all that stuff that's been smashed is just uh... Avon and, uh, Ravos just covered in dirt and kind of, like, gold a little bit, um, as they've defeated the dragon. Um,
3: behold, Ravosashi. I
0: think I am afraid
2: over my fear of fire.
3: We'll work on lightning (laughs) next.
2: I'm not afraid of lightning. Oh. That's pretty fucking cool what you did, actually. Thank bravo you. To you. Bravo, Ravo,
1: Bravo, Ravos.
2: Ravos, That should be your catchphrase.
3: Hmm, I, I will take this into consideration.
2: Bravo, Ravos.
3: <clears throat> now we find Cat McRug.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, any any last things you want to do before you head out towards the opening of the, uh, the cave here? I'll take that a coin for good
2: luck. I want to give each berserker a pat on the back,
0: and then they follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I would say actually as the thing exploded, they took enough damage to actually disappear from it. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, so no, that's no. why it's just the two of you.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna take one of the scorched coins just as a reminder, just for fun.
0: Cool. Anything else? Last chance to um, get whatever you want from is a there, dragon ward.
2: any of the dragon's skin left? Uh, it was his gold, friend. Yeah,
0: it was just the gold exoskeleton. So like you would see like chunks hard, that would have yeah. been its exoskeleton. Yeah,
2: but it it's I either really melted or wrap. looks
0: like back to like the whatever it was before it lodged into like the exoskeleton.
2: I really wanted to to wrap dragon skin around my arm and have like a dragon arm.
3: We find the okay. bad guy. Take arm. Yeah. You he also still have like a stump, So...
2: I do have, like, this stub now, (laughs) so what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I need, like, a mechanical arm I need to find. You know what would be great is if I had a half-elf artificer, which was my other option for character creation, to make (laughs) me (laughs) a mechanical arm. (laughs) We'll find one. That'll be my alternate universe.
3: Anyways. we we progress through?
0: Yeah, you head up? Okay. So then you start heading up this cave. Um, and the more you progress, the darker it starts filling, and then that same feeling you had earlier uh, when you were looking at the cards starts happening, and everything is dark. You can't even see the hands, you know, or one hand in some case uh, ahead of you. And next thing you know, you hear the voice of the Tabaxi saying, my, "My friends, are you okay? What's what's the holdup on the hand?" And then you come to. You're back in the tavern all of a sudden. You're looking down at your cards. Uh, instead of the black splotches, it's the actual hand you you would have been dealt. Uh, Aven, you've got your hand. It's it's not gone. Uh, you can you tell your eye is still there as well. Um, the only difference, though, is the items that you picked up, uh, with the exception of Vecta's hand, is in your possession. So you still have a Ring of Three Wishes. Uh, no, you know what? I'm sorry. You don't have a Ring of Three Wishes. That's the only other one that's gone. Is the ring? Ah. The ring and the hand are gone, but you have the other ones. And Bold Bites like, "My my friends, are you okay? You kind of drifted off in the middle of the game. Uh, are you okay?"
3: Insight check. <laughs> if you, you want, I trust this guy.
0: <laughs> if you want to, uh...
2: I just lean over and grab the scruff of his collar. What the fuck are you up to? I, what are you talking? What I didn't do that... anything.
0: We were playing cards. We were playing cards, and then you stopped. I was in the middle of... T- you t- see
2: this? I, b- I pull out the horn of Valhalla. You see this? Yes, I don't yes. have this. We started playing
0: Yeah, you, you didn't have it. How did we you
2: get it? We got teleported. Teleport. We got teleported to some fucking alternate dimension. I'm at the Great Wizard, Wizard Jenkins, which I've dreamt of doing for the past two years, who? which I've been
0: in the outside world.
2: I'm I, his biggest fan. I don't know who that But is. he tried to fucking kill us, and you're on his team, aren't you?
0: I don't know who this is. Like, the Jenkins? See, I wasn't... It's, it's good Hold because, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Aven,
2: hold on. No, no, no. No, shut the fuck up. What?
0: <laughs> what you, you're
2: on the Wizard Jenkins side. I and don't... it's good because Aven is probably also tipsy because he got free drinks with the bartender and Chase <laughs> is also tipsy. <laughs> so,
0: uh, Unlike Chase, I'll say Aven is actually sober. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Um, as uh, the Tabaxi finally calms you down and says, "I was in the middle of uh, introducing you, my friend, who's bringing drinks right now," and he kind of points, and you see a Githyanki woman dressed as a pirate with the tricorn hat and the feather, as she brings up drinks, slams them on the table, and says, "My darlings, you're both crazy as fuck. Let's just say that." I've never met such chaos gremlins and goblins in my life, and I've actually fought gremlins and goblins. But I need this type of crazy on my team. What do you say? It'd be an adventure of a lifetime.
3: And and
0: at that Mm -hmm. moment, adventure of a lifetime! The scene goes black, credits start rolling. As it says, No, because <laughs> we're gonna be here for, for another two hours.
2: <laughs> so you're just like, no, shut the fuck up, you guys. <laughs> the credits start
0: rolling. <laughs> I've never had a forced ending. But you guys will keep me here for another two hours. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> credits start rolling. And then as as it gets to the middle of the credits, it, a thing pops up that says, like, if you like what you saw, sign up and so subscribe to Roll uh, for inspiration for more. Uh, And that my friends, (laughs) even though it's not where you wanted to end the podcast is (laughs) where we end the podcast. (laughs) um i want to thank you guys so much for being on my podcast for making me su- i don't think anyone else is going to make me sweat this bad in the middle of this game <laughs> um but before we go uh do you guys want to shout out your like your uh social medias and any projects and stuff like that before we sign off go sure, first
3: yeah you can find me at hana music h-o-n-n-a and then music on youtube and then i'm i'm at ben northgraves on twitter if you want to check me out um i do lo-fi for critical role stuff on occasion uh might see more stuff there eventually but if you want to check it out that's where i'm at
0: dope I'm
2: chase yeah and uh i'm chase Nosworthy on youtube and all streaming platforms or no at Nosworthy chase on twitter um you can hire me for song commissions or for vocals or for compositions, instrumental or otherwise. And yeah, I make music about d d or I do covers. I do original songs. Vecna. I get drunk and steal the hand of Vecna. Um, <laughs> I should not have had four glasses of moonshine while we That's were on wide. you, man. It's <laughs> like, on it, you. It is totally on me.
0: Well, I'm not like... I'm, I'm yeah. sure the listeners are going to enjoy how <laughs> that affected <laughs> the. You game. can find them online. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah,
2: you can find me at drunkchase. Chase. <laughs> no, chase. Uh, chase.com.
0: But, uh, what am I saying? I don't
2: know. I, I'm going to shut up now. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you guys for being on the podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. And that's the podcast. Holy crap, thank you guys so much. That was, (laughs) I wish we had time to do more.
1: Roll for inspiration.
0: It's Jake Lenten Hot.
1: Yeah, sure.